1: I, mean. I thought that was your boob. Brendan!
2: <laughs> <laughs> what did you just do? Home, well, brass. There's
3: nothing like taking your brow off. No, one want to
2: Oh, we're back with a bang. <laughs> what is this called again? Shrine Podcast <laughs> presents Dublin. <laughs> Shrine Podcast presents Dublin Radio. This yeah. is
4: going really well so far. Yeah.
0: This is TV worth talking about. Shrine Podcasts presents Dublin Murders. Hi, you are
2: listening to Shrine Podcasts presents Dublin Murders.
4: Dun dun dun! We're back. It's Brendan.
2: I'm Hannah, and I'm Rebecca. We had to kind of change. How we name things. There was no pawn. Because we because ran out of pawns. We stopped yeah. picking shows that rhyme <laughs> with the word shrine. <laughs> so we've now gone slightly more professional, but this series we are talking all about Dublin Murders, Sarah Phelps, brand new show that's come to the BBC Ortie and Stars Network USA in November. And we've seen the first two episodes and it's bloody brilliant. So it's good. Gripping. It is gripping, and it's been a while since we've done this, guys. Yeah. So, what's everyone been doing? Um. Well, actually, uh, between
3: all of us, I was trying to think, and you're the one who has, I think, the most news.
2: What? Hello. Look at your hand. Oh yeah, <laughs> I got engaged. <laughs> <laughs> I think like, what? Forget? Yeah, they can talk about taking my bra off again. <laughs> yes. <Yeah, so laughs> Hannah got engaged. Uh, I got poor, and Brendan.
4: Went on holiday.
2: Yeah, mm. had a lovely time. That's a good summer. So the last thing we talked about was Big Little Lies season two. Yeah, Grant. It was Grant. Grant. <laughs> Grant. We were waiting for some mad twist to happen. Oh, we were sweating for a brilliant show, weren't we? And then along came a little press release a couple of weeks ago, and we were like, "This is right up our street." Yeah. Absolutely,
4: a press release and an invite to meet the cast. Yeah, to meet the cast. Go on.
2: So, we've already met the cast. We were invited to a screener of this. No I wore biggie. fur. <laughs> it was one of the most exciting evenings of my life. We were brushing shoulders of people we had no right to be there. Um, we did interview the cast. That is coming up momentarily. Our questions were, I think it's fair to say, ridiculous. Yeah, we of course. compared to other people. Yeah. Like, there was TV channels there. Yeah. And then there was us. We had two iPhones. <laughs> Um, and one brain cell. Everyone this mojo paraphernalia. And we were like, oh, hiya, uh, one minute now. And like, one I'd, iPhone. People had literally like like cameras that rolled along the floor. And we had <laughs> two iPhones. You, you like guys lighting are, and everything.
4: You guys are there ahead of me. I was late. I cycled in the rain. Oh, and yeah, I, I arrived like I'd come backwards through a bush.
2: So, <laughs> Brendan wasn't, wasn't meant to be there. But we were so long in the queue. Or you were meant to come to see the screen. Yeah. yeah. But not for the interview. But we were so long in the queue that Brendan arrived. And he had... Bike to cross in <laughs> you
1: the really driving rain. Puke yeah.
2: by the time you got there, but it went okay. It did. Yeah, they're very nice. So we met Killian Scott yeah. and Sarah Green. So they're the two leads in Dublin Murders. Yeah. So Killian Scott um, is very well known in Ireland
3: from a Love show Hate. called Love Hate. Yeah, which was a gangster drama that aired a couple of years ago. That was
2: all about the gangland Do you uh, know situations. I watched today- can what? I just say, you guys about watch Love 8, yeah? yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So I was actually watching back for clips of Tommy because I'm like, I haven't really watched Killian uh, Scott in something in years and he has such a different accent. It's like a it in Dublin murder. Different so I'm person. like, I'm yeah. going to go back and watch a few clips of Tommy on YouTube when I eat my lunch just to like mm. remind myself of what he was like. And I was watching Nage's wedding scene when they danced in the aisle. I. Was cracked. I don't think I appreciated that scene for what it's. Oh my God, Brandon! It's so Trish, good, Trish, Trish. So
3: glam. I was like, oh, I want to be Trish. Also, the fizzy orange. Like he was having yeah, coffee in the first orange, episode. Yeah. I was like, is that fizzy orange? <laughs> uh, so for anyone who hasn't seen Love Eight, it's definitely worth checking yeah. out. Um.
2: Also, Sarah Green is an absolute queen.
4: She's Love so, her. She's
2: so nice. She's such good crack. She's so normal. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. Stunning had a gorgeous Rick's dress on me, and you guessed it, Rob, because we were eyeing a row because we were in the queue and we could see them for ages. Their dress was fab. We were like betches from Rickshaw. Yeah. First thing we asked, is like, oh, Rick's Out. We were like, knew we it. Yeah, we knew it. We were
4: also unintentionally all dressed quite, you know, we were coordinated
2: I saw someone tweeted that off the account and I mean where well, you kind of chop me out the photo I'm wearing a leopard print coat you four in black and green no. and someone tweets oh look how coordinated we all are we were I knew that was I'm an you. animal print in the side yeah but the animal print
4: then the kind of jungly leaves on the dresses and the blouse and I then the two of us piss off
2: Brendan no. you and <laughs> Killian, Scott Sarah Green and Rev are all wearing black and green I'm in a leopard print fur coat on the edge, and you're like oh look at us four also." Warning. I feel like it
3: looks, oh, it looks like an episode oh. of the big reunion. Like it actually did look like a dysfunctional reforming boy band and girl band.
2: Killian Scott's very tall.
4: He is. Yeah, he is, yeah.
2: Also learned an interesting fact. Oh, I'm not over this. No. neither am I. Now, you drop this into conversation and then we're like, oh, by the way, it's- I'm not going to the interview and you're doing it by yourselves. Now, off you go. And I'm like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so, go one.
4: Yeah, the the fact about Killian
2: yeah, well come on
4: so killian scott real name. his real name is killian murphy but he when he started in the acting business didn't want to be killian murphy because there was already a very established killian murphy so he changed his name to killian scott
2: killian with a k yes yeah. and he's actually a c and he's actually he's literally killian yeah. murphy
4: yeah and also his brother is very successful in the world of politics he is our mm. ireland's current housing minister
3: yeah a very good-looking family and a very successful family at that. We well,
2: was at the bloody screening. I didn't know where to look. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Ah.
3: <laughs> we didn't know where to look. Also, Brendan also had a very interesting fact about Killian Scott, which oh. we we're going to get to. Oh, oh, yeah. When we you play you, go you a bit of the cast second. interviews. What did you think I was
4: going to say? pet. St- a recent um, date but we'll skip over (laughs) that I
2: would never do that on a podcast are you dating the minister for Health. (laughs) 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 oh my gosh call the lawyers (laughs) calm down this is how today is going to go well this evening Yes, because we're actually going to be podcasting and we're putting this out
4: like straight away
2: tonight we're putting it out tonight this is a very unusual and very confusing show when two weeks ago you're trying to google and figure out when it's going out how long it's running for trying to plan the next eight weeks of your life which are now four weeks because this show is going out on Mondays on the BBC On Tuesdays on the BBC And I'm putting an answer there Because there is something I (laughs) want to talk to you Yeah The BBC about And then two (laughs) episodes As a feature length Going out on RTE Every Wednesday Yeah so we are going to be Podcasting Wednesday evenings After we've watched it on the BBC And then uploading it Into the night I feel like we're on Channel 4 Please do not swear
3: 'Cause it's almost live. It's a it's little a bit meme. live. Yeah. It's kinda scary, isn't it? Because with line of duty, we were like waiting three days. It took us so long to do the bleeding recaps. We're <laughs> <You're> all <always laughs> so confused.
4: Yeah. Uh, like, lads, these aren't any shorter, let me tell you.
2: This is a I thesis. Know, Jesus. And I have to say I was slapped myself in the face to say wake last night, twenty five to eleven BBC Northern I Ireland. A school night I so too. And sorry, we have to do a recap in between then being here at eight o'clock in the morning and Twenty five to eleven. I was falling asleep on I the side. Graham Norton on a season record. That's a Friday night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Do the people 8.
4: scheduling TV in Belfast not think we have any beds to go to?
2: They are like, taking the piss exhausted. out of us. I think it's only
4: for one week though because I heard the continuity announcer saying oh. later than originally billed. Is so it because there was a match on fingers or sc- I haven't a clue. There
2: was an Ireland no. match on. You let's blame know. Brexit. Yeah. Anyway, let's hope that that isn't a continuous thing because that's a, that's an issue for it me. It
4: sounds now. like it'll be nine p.m. It's an
3: issue week. for me too. Yeah. I, I need to of hear the BBC
4: recap. One, you mainland UK was nine p.m., but it was just the north of Ireland. And really then that's
3: what in for all of us. Like if we have like a certain TV package, we all get BBC Northern Ireland. So I tuned in BBC One, but I wasn't able to record it, guys. I have so a hopefully
2: it's back to nine next week. Can we just not? In, as an apology for breakfast, and this is a personal opinion, give us access to the BBC player on oh, BBC please. One, not BBC Northern Ireland, BBC One, and I want the full player.
4: Yeah, I don't understand why they wouldn't set up an international model where they like a Netflix thing that outside of the UK, that people in other countries would pay a ten a month to or access sell the or Sell yeah. ads on
3: I, them Like
2: I'm watching Drag Race on World of Wonder. Yeah, BBC, we've solved all app. of
4: your financial problems. Exactly.
2: All their financial yeah, problems. Exactly. Okay. So ha- this is how it's going going to go we're going to listen to our interview when we met the cast the two leads that is very exciting yeah then we are going to have brendan are you recapping the first episode i'm doing an episode one we're going to talk about episode one rebecca's going to bring us to episode two thank god because i literally felt like i dreamed it it was on so late last I night i was drooling
3: apart yeah. in terms of not <laughs> over the cast because i was falling asleep so i woke up this morning and i did it this morning and i was way more alert i was like jesus there's something seriously wrong with me last yeah night? 20
2: past 12 i got into bed and then we're gonna do thoughts and theories
4: not bitter at all
2: i'm exhausted Actually, The any- show. <laughs> i love to enjoy it when i'm not asleep though loving the show yeah. do not get me wrong exhausted <laughs> uh, and then we're gonna do thoughts and theories and then we're gonna wrap it up Perfect. So guys, we've already told you that we were lucky enough to meet the cast before the first episode was shown. We were invited to a screener in the lighthouse. So they were just there and we got to ask them questions. And then we all went in and watched the first episode together. And then there was a Q and a afterwards. It's brilliant. And we brought our phones and we recorded some of this. So I started by asking them what it was like to get the call, to get the call to say that they got the role. I'm going to tell the truth, I was told I didn't get the part and I was absolutely gutted. and I was on holidays for my birthday in Italy and I checked IMDb every single day to see who had been cast because I
0: knew I was meant to play this part oh, man. and I got home and about two weeks later maybe I got a call to say actually they want to cast you. That's my story. <laughs> that's
2: a good story. So it's very I, relatable. I don't thrilled. have a good story. I, I just got
1: the part, and I was very happy. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's how that happened. I mean, it was close to the day, though. I think it was about, you know, three weeks out of three weeks after. About three weeks after I got the gig, we were at the table reads mm-hmm. to read oh, through. It. So, which is kind of good. You don't have too much time to sort of
2: yeah, m-
3: mess it, it
1: up yeah.
0: by Freaking overthinking.
2: It, yeah. Yeah. Just enough time to read the
0: book. I have plenty of time to freak
2: out about. It? <laughs> Guys, isn't she so normal? So normal Yeah Like that's what anyone would do Like if they had applied for a job And they were waiting to find out if they get it Like you're checking your emails all day Like yeah. I just Check She's so down IMDb. to her Yeah
3: And i It's a really good lesson for people Who are trying to get into that industry Like you sometimes don't get the roles The first time around Like exactly. that's okay You might still get them
2: Yeah and she's yeah. a Do you know what I mean She's the star of a BBC crime drama now And she was still at that level of Like did I get it? Did I get it? Like, And
4: because I didn't get it Who got it over yeah. me? Yeah. Yeah. Love it
2: Okay guys, so then we were asking them to describe Dublin Murders in three words, I thought that was a clever question. Spooky, a
0: thriller, psychological, sexy. That's four, sorry. Uh, I'm so excited for it based on them three words. I can't, so I'm just going to do that. Yeah.
1: Heartbreaking, sexy. it's like friendship. <laughs> we keep sexy. Sexy. Said, yeah. It's very sexy. I
0: was in an interview I and, and, and the
4: guy in team was like, oh my god, the cast was so sexy. I was like, yes, yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it.
0: Take You've got it personally.
4: I'm blushing. Load of rides. Sex
2: they are a load of rides, I'm sorry. Sarah Green is so beautiful. And Killian he's was Fab, blushing, let's yeah. be honest. But there's loads of gorgeous people in it, like his housemate as well. She's Fab. Do you know what I mean? The guard,
3: yeah. the young fella, the detective. Uh, oh, Failin?
2: Yeah. Really? Failing. the,
3: the Lord I think he is Has a beautiful <laughs> Symmetrical face For camera
2: Like he is His cheekbones Look so amazing In the light on camera Anyway Okay <laughs> Right guys Look next It's one of my favourite questions Me and Rebecca Were cackling Right in this day When we were prepping For the interview So obviously Kaylee and Scott Is from Dublin But he is playing A British person In this show No problem with that But Brendan wanted to know Was he raging That he had to put on A British accent
4: <laughs> raging About the
0: accent
2: He's fucking amazing at
4: it. Is he? Yeah, yeah. Are you amazing at the accent? I can't say. I don't know.
2: Have you not seen it yet? That's a yes. No, we're, we're, we're about to watch
4: it out. We're going in
0: blind. No. Oh no, he's, he's amazing. <laughs>
3: were
4: <going laughs> were the there game any game words game. that you found hard to say in
1: the accent?
2: Mm.
1: Um there are some words that I found hard to say in the accent. Like what? I don't know. I, <laughs> I always find little to s- hard to say in American accent. I always
2: struggle with the illness. Uh, little bit. Yeah, Leave him alone. (laughs) If you're
3: making him uncomfortable.
2: Killing's a bit shy now.
4: Yeah. He was he blushed a lot during our interview. Do
2: you know what though? I like he's actually so nice when yeah. you're in its presence. Like it's hard to he's not, maybe not coming across as friendly as he is there because you're not seeing his face. Oh, he's super friendly, yeah. He's like a super nice guy. We were just asking him mad questions, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and speaking of mad questions, the next one was the show is set during the Celtic Tiger, so the economic boom of 2006, and we wanted to know what the guys missed from that time.
0: Yeah. Buffalo runners. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, the buffaloes.
2: I love buffalo runners. Yeah. Well, I feel like that was maybe before four. I worked in a restaurant and the tips were brilliant. The tips were really good. People were throwing money. Away. It's a glory
3: day. Yeah. Oh, I had a pair of buffalo runners as well.
2: Everyone had Buffalo
3: they're Runners. They're unbelievable, the pink ones. Everyone had everything designed. they wanted. That was yeah. the whole thing. What do
4: Buffalo Runners look like?
3: They're like b- big pink, like bright. You can get them in pink or like white or white and baby pink. And right. they're just a brand of runners. Yeah. and They're unreal.
2: Like everyone knows what the Celtic Tiger was, don't they? Like if people are watching this in the BBC and they're from the UK, they know what we're talking about. Yeah. Basically when Ireland got money for the first time and everyone <laughs> went fucking mad. And 100%, mortgages. Raining, <laughs> juicy, <couture laughs> traxy, 100% mortgages. Small, juicy, couture attraction, 100% mortgages. Deck shoes, and the IMF had to bail us out. Had to bail bug, back. It all went. boots to
3: school. Yeah, yeah. Oh deck shoes to school as yeah. well. It's yeah. the
4: reason our taxes are still so high.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, it was an unusual time.
2: And then, Brandon, just to finish it <laughs> off, uh, you had to make it a little bit awkward for them at the end. So I won't give it away. I'll just play what happened to go on. oh, you gonna you one. we We're going to leave on a really weird note.
4: We yeah. have history, Killian. I don't know if you remember. I'm sexy. Okay, I'm sexy. <laughs> we. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, bear my <laughs> we once
4: had dinner in Berlin on New Year's Eve.
0: You Look, can't you're can't
4: so do. confused with Tom and James. No, oh my God, he doesn't remember. Him, it was New Year's
2: Eve. Tom and James, who work
4: in like TV Moneyland, they're like accountants in television. Oh my yeah. God!
0: <laughs> Thank God. It well, wasn't
1: quite New Year's Eve, but yeah. So that's what I was stuck on yeah. because I was like. That, no, that okay, never it was, happened. Yeah, it was, but yes, that, that did happen. Yes. It was very pleasant. I'm sorry that I didn't thank remember you. that. <laughs> I hope you. And thank you for recording all of this. Uh, <laughs> this awkward interaction oh that's so sweet I'm so, that's yes in, and I remember the restaurant Monsignor yeah, yeah yeah,
4: Meta.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's so random the it was very pleasant <laughs> I like his face at the start though you know when someone's like we have history you're like what it we have so a video awkward. of this
2: we need to post it somewhere yeah. because the man I he, there was about five feet between him <laughs> and Brenton he was absolutely shocked I wanted the ground to swallow me <laughs> the, the, the period the of realisation was like come on you know you what I know. mean like like the period of realisation him. went on for so long that I was like of course he doesn't remember Brendan New Year's Eve in Berlin <laughs> <laughs> but then he did well, like and he it was did. very and pleasant
4: he knew the name of the
3: restaurant Brendan va- we bumped into him another night out in Dublin as well like <laughs> we literally did. five or six years ago this is what I love about Dublin you literally at you see anyone love, hate. the height of love-hate the height of love-hate and we were fangirling at him in the South William bar on South William Street we were he's very friendly then as well <laughs> he
4: was very friendly then yeah
3: so that's what happened when we met them we were very giddy about it at the time couldn't have gone better in
2: my opinion <laughs> <laughs> the Celtic tiger question you, know, you see someone's face and they're like what the fuck as it mean? was coming out of my mouth I was like we've made a terrible mistake <laughs> Yeah,
3: <laughs> we thought that was bad and we've then
2: I was like we
4: went for dinner together in Berlin and what felt like an eternity happened <laughs> and then he eventually went oh that was pleasant
2: yeah <laughs> Well anyway (laughs) anyway, guys so safe to say they won't be coming on the show (laughs) (laughs) so Brandon you're going to give me a recap next well not me us yeah and I'm very excited about it (laughs) she's here as well now I've seen episode one twice I have a good handle on episode one episode two don't have a fucking clue what happened so I'm really excited for your recap there's
3: plenty of detail
2: (laughs)
4: There's loads of details. Brandon,
2: Dublin Murders, season one, episode one. Off you go.
4: Okay, Uh, so Dublin Murders is the latest crime drama we're obsessing over. It's new, based on two books by the author Tanya French called Into the Woods and the Likeness. They've been lovingly mashed together by screenwriter Sarah Phelps. Love Sarah. Icon. She was at that screening we were at of the first episode. She spoke about it. We'll talk about about that more in a while. But adore Sarah. Uh, What you need to know: the story is based around a murder in a forest on the outskirts of Dublin. It's intertwined with the disappearance of two children in the same forest in the eighties. Two main characters: Detective Rob Riley, played by Killian Scott, and Cassie. Went for dinner once in Berlin, (laughs) and Cassie Maddox, played by Sarah Green, set in two thousand and six, the height of Ireland's latest uh, last economic boom, known as the Celtic Tiger. Okay, opening scene: Killian Scott talking. uh, Uh, to Sarah Green appears to be reading from a diary that reads we always think the ones who get away are the lucky ones what if the killed are the lucky ones it's kind of caught with scenes of a ballerina in like one of the little music boxes and kids cycling around on bikes into a forest the ones who get left are just too slow too stupid too muddy too dumb Cassie says we won't see each other again and gets up and walks out of the room the opening credits roll Uh, It comes up on screen and says, Dublin 2006, four months earlier than that conversation that we just heard. Rob. You missed that. You're
2: sweating to know what. Because they're not friends at the end of that. No. Jesus, you know when you start, you're sitting down, you're having a cup of tea, you miss that. That's so important to So the bit that we saw at the
4: start is Cassie going, we're done. Yeah.
2: And then you're straight into, here's an example of just how close they were just four months ago.
4: Yeah. Uh, So Rob and Cassie are called to a murder at at a petroleum station. That's autocorrect. I did write (laughs) petrol station. Um... on the copy
2: and paste
4: <laughs> this is them at work together as detectives the shopkeeper is dead behind the counter soaked in blood poor cassie isn't tall enough to look over the till and without even speaking rob picks up the shopkeeper's stool places it at cassie's feet so she can stand on it to look over the till then when she's standing he puts his finger into the back loop of her belt to stop her falling forward it's cozy but it's not romantic.
2: It was so intimate There's though. history so there. Though, isn't it? I was yeah. bashing Craig last night. It was like Craig, will you look what he does? Will you look what he does? It's so cute. <laughs> it's Your man's soaked in blood. You'd of never the do it for
4: me. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So I, I, don't think it's supposed to be romantic, but it kind of signals that they've been a team maybe for a very long time. Um, the oh yeah, sorry. This is my side notes. The continuity guys have done great work. I've written here. Uh, car car registrations. Other little details. I even think that the petrol prices were 2006 levels. Stop First I say, swear to God, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, I could I be wrong.
2: Cars, yeah. I was like, I
3: think petrol's
4: more expensive than now. I was that
2: staring now. for Me products that I've <laughs> <clean. laughs> yeah. I like,
4: always oh, keep an eye. Do you?
1: Yeah, good good for you. Yeah, it's so sad.
2: Beep,
4: um, beep. <laughs> next, we see, uh, next we see Cassie and Rob question suspects in an interview suite. At this point, in case we didn't know, it's made explicitly clear that Killian Scott is playing an English man. The suspects... <laughs> the suspects, <laughs> <laughs> the suspects Rob. alibi.
2: Rob. Um, <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> I've been thinking about his accent. Yeah.
4: It's a, it's a bit, um, who's the actor I'm trying to think of? Uh, it's a bit Tom Hardy.
2: Yeah. Now, like we've all seen the episode. I'm more comfortable with the accent now, knowing... That he was a child That was born in Mm -hmm. Ireland That went to England I can can comfortably accept Yeah yeah It makes makes sense Um, Where we're at with the accent
4: So the suspect's alibi Is that he was off Pleasuring a woman at the time That the man at the petrol station Was killed He gestures with his fingers And his tongue Then asks Rob If the English even do that (laughs) Um, Cassie interjects Great Dublin accent From Sarah Green by the way
2: Absolutely spot on Yeah Yeah, loved it. it Yeah yeah.
4: Um, they then move on to the, to the male suspect's girlfriend. Rob tells her that the boyfriend says that she killed the shopkeeper from behind the two way glass. Cassie counts down from three to one to the exact moment that Rob is going to make her crack, and she nails it. She's just like, three, two, one, and your one just goes,
2: wow! Now and your one was in behind us, isn't she? She's, exactly. she's just sitting right behind just Oh, oh was she?
3: Yeah.
4: Scarlet. Um, Uh, Cassie then joins Rob In the room And between them They get her to rat on their fella Uh, A few like knowing looks Thrown to each other A nice way to Yeah a nice way to set it up To show us how well They work together Um, Feel like there's Maybe something more Not sexual but something Where these were my notes So obviously When I wrote this I'd only seen episode one I hadn't seen episode two So get me Um, Rob and Cassie uh, Meet down by the water For some sandwiches With both red And brown sauce on them He calls her a monster She made them With both those sauces Uh, Rob heads back to the station To a round of applause From his colleagues But not from his boss Who says All you did was your job Riley No need to look smug Rob says It's just me face uh, the boss then asks, where is the other one? Meaning Cassie. Rob says she's in court for a case uh, from before she joined the murder squad. At this point, the boss, I didn't, I missed the boss's name.
3: O'Kelly. Oh, O'Kelly, oh, oh, yeah. O'Kelly. He has lines up there oh, with Ted Hastings. Absolutely. I agree with you. Yeah. Up there. I'm like,
2: give it to me, hook it yeah. into my veins. I was so trying good. to think, remember um, Line of Ju- juicy. juicy. Yeah, Line of Juicy. Line's we of need some killer like that. line yeah. of the night. Oh my, yeah. god. killer line.
4: So O'Kelly tells Rob to get up off his arse and get out to the country that the local guards have called in a murder. Um, he then turns around to the guard sitting opposite Rob, who's wearing a pair of horrendous <laughs> cowboy boots. It's 2006.
0: Right? Yeah. It's 2006. So yeah, this like, fella please, is yeah. only
4: sweating to pair up with Rob. Like, he's trying to, like, get rid of Cassie. He's like, you and me should team up, whatever.
2: Yeah, him
3: and the so Jessica Simpson, like, public affair. Like, yeah. Co- the yeah. Nicholas yeah. A marriage period. To- yeah, yeah, it was absolutely. around that time. They were in <laughs>
4: So O'Kelly turns around and goes, ''What the fuck are these?'' Oh so you're the sheriff now Are you going to ride into town And make a giant tit sandwich Out of yourself <laughs> Then tells him to go back to his desk And go and do some work
3: That's the killer All line All I wrote was tit sandwich <laughs> In my notes for episode one I was like tit sandwich <laughs>
4: The end Yes um, O'Kelly hands Rob a slip of paper With the location of the body Rob looks like he's seen a ghost When he reads it. it Looks a bit shifty And leaves the office Back in court Cassie's dealing with a custody case Or what sounds like a custody case to me There's a strange man Watching proceedings from the gallery Mid. <laughs> Nige uh, Played by Tom Vaughn Lawler Who played Nage in Love, Hate He has such a about.
3: presence An ominous the presence the, the back of his head You'd know the back of that head From it's anywhere isn't it? It's
2: not it? Yeah
4: And the ears uh, In the corridors of the courthouse uh, Cassie meets Who I thought Was a solicitor um, at the time, and asks him what he's working on. He says a twelve-year-old Scrooge who drove a stolen car into his mother's front room because he didn't like what she made him for dinner. Said Scrooge then walks past and calls him <laughs> a culchy dickhead. <laughs> 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 Obviously, didn't get him so off. So
2: that is Sam O'Neill, who is Cassie's boyfriend. Yeah,
4: yeah, but that's yeah. The, yeah I put that together. And since, she is yeah. someone
2: from the country
3: for any yeah. You know because it's real. It's a real Irish oh God, slang yeah. word. Like yeah. so, yeah. Um, someone who doesn't live in Dublin. Yeah.
4: So Rob is in the car Waiting outside the court Cassie jumps in Watched by Tom Wall Lawler Who was watching her For the gallery in court uh, Cassie asks Rob Where the body is He tells her It's in a place called Knocknary Her face drops And he says I didn't know Until it was too late Do
2: you hear that's apparently In Sligo And everyone's going mad Apparently it's the real place You know it is I yeah. forgot to google it Yeah I saw, I... I saw that on Twitter That
3: it's in Yeah It's, it's in, in Sligo, yeah, Sligo I think it's isn't? in Sligo Or oh, really? Longford Or something oh, like that okay
2: Yeah
4: there's somewhere, somewhere In the Dublin there. mountains though Called Nocton or something Isn't there Yeah anyway. probably um, So he says I didn't Her face drops He goes I didn't know Until it was too late <laughs> Cassie goes Is it the woods He doesn't say anything But he just nods uh, Cut back to those Same images of young kids Then cycling around on bikes Like around a forest Rob and Cassie Arrive at the murder scene There's already local guards there As they walk into the woods, it's cut with images of those same young kids cycling into woods, running around. Um, The body that was found in the current episode was found because a new motorway is being built and works that started kind of excavation works. Uh, Two archaeologists uh, found the remains. Um, We hear the kids in the flashback saying, come on, Adam, come on, Adam, wait up. Uh, Rob and Cassie examined the body it's uh, Catherine Devlin a 13 year old who was reported missing yesterday Um, the whole time there are like these glances between Rob and Cassie as they look around the forest they look up at the sky they look down Um, very
2: true detective isn't it that the whole body the uh, altar especially last season the most
3: recent season of true detective Yeah. yeah
4: Yeah, so the girl uh, is laid out on some sort of uh, an altar, but the forensic lady at the scene tells Robin Cassie that this isn't the kill site. Uh, she says to Robin Cassie that everyone is asking, has this got something to do with the others from back in the 80s? They were the same age, weren't they? She says, 12, 13. Uh, cue another stare between Robin Cassie before we're treated to a flashback to the 16th of August 1985. Um, we see two boys and a girl running through uh, the forest. One of the boys is trailing behind, calling out for Peter and Jamie. Back to the present day and uh, to the uh, first of some light relief, Rob and Cassie are, are confronted by the site director, Mark Hanley. Uh, he's quite abrasive. He's mm. pissed off and he wants to know when he can get built in his motorway, basically. He's human. Um, when Rob tries to calm him down by calling him Mr. Hanley, Mr. Hanley is very quick to correct him and inform Rob that Mr. Hanley is, in fact, Dr. Hanley. Um, oh, there we also, all
3: know. So you know what I yeah, mean? We've yeah. all had one of those
2: moments. Yeah,
4: this fella, is he the fella off the board be a love a sausage ad now, he's now very very handsome man
2: very recognisable he could be off the board uh, do you know ad, the Brendan? ad about
4: where he's at the frying pan and he's like pricking the sausages see and he's we're like,
2: not in we
3: don't you know the meat <laughs> Well, we're he's all too staunch vegans around here <laughs> yeah.
4: I forgot Brendan's cover's I, been
3: blown he's <laughs> like <laughs>
4: Pork? I don't know what you're talking about Move on Uh, Anyway um, So Dr Hanley is awful inconvenienced And uh, when Cassie asks him If he's noticed anyone suspicious lately He says Yeah Loads of them walking around With signs over their head Reading fucking weirdo Did you pull that one out of your Policeman's book of shit questions?
2: Oh, the banter brigade is in full tow.
4: So Cassie just turns around and like just deadpan goes, thanks for your time, Dr. Hanley.
3: He sounds like someone who would say, as per my email below, you know, as (laughs) per my previous email, you're like, "Okay, right. You're one of those. Uh, Every day,
2: a school day. Is that that thing?
4: Rob and Cassie back sitting in the car. The radio is on. There's a news report on and it's talking about the the body find, but links back to the, the same site in the 80s case uh Robin Cassie calls the family of the dead girl. The neighbors are all out. Uh, one of the mothers grabs the son by the collar She's like, come here you. <laughs> like, and like just yeah, drags Dublin. him up the yeah. drive. Um,
2: you can't be a Dublin accent. No, I love you just it. Can. Yeah.
4: Uh the Devlins are an odd family. Oh.
2: They- that's fair
4: to say it
3: isn't is it it's like the virgin suicides Te- like
2: absolutely
3: terrifying nightmares not like yeah, yeah. it? Jesus it's just Christ
2: from- I don't know who I'm more afraid of yeah.
4: so Rob and Cassie tell them that their daughter's body has been found um, so in the house there's her mother her father and two sisters they're all dressed very conservatively and then I've written here almost Amish
2: oh my god I was about to say yeah. almost yeah. Amish especially your one Rosalind
4: yeah Um, The mother If she isn't on sedatives Needs to be on sedatives The youngest daughter Pukes when she hears the news The dad says he thought That she was in bed Or gone training Uh, Rob goes up to search Katie's room Finds a ballerina music box Newspaper cutouts of Katie's success As a ballerina Um, Katie normally shares a room With her younger sister But the older sister says The younger sister was in with her That night that Katie went missing Didn't hear anything Didn't notice anything
2: Jessica Mm Mm-hmm
4: Downstairs, the dad tells Cassie that Katie got into ballet school and was to start in September. The mother freaks out, she just screams, yeah. and then the younger daughter mimics the mother's scream but right into Rob's face. <laughs> it's so strange. How
2: did he film that? How did the two of them do that, yeah. <laughs> and your woman was there as so Remember, she walked past us at the drinks, uh, yes, yes. So, that is one actress, Amy Macken, that's playing those twins,
4: yeah. Mm. Oh is it? Yeah. Oh my god, amazing. It's like
2: the parent trap except way more grim. Literally Lindsay Lohan Yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs> um and then except I hope
2: she doesn't open a beach club <laughs> and make <laughs> and Slap her employees. <laughs> Allegedly. Slap her employees. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Okay.
4: Um then she just turns around and she just like really coldly a matter of fact, she just goes, Katie's dead. Like just <laughs> Katie's dead. So, so weird. So um so after like it, it being introduced to that family in that house we needed some more light relief. Um,
2: and in roles Oh so, <laughs> I am obsessed so with this. Rob and
4: Cassie uh, head out onto the street to be greeted by my favorite character of episode 1, the woman on the mobility scooter. <laughs> she zooms up to Rob gesturing at the bunch of flowers she has in her basket. I had them ready. She tells him, "You pray for good news, but it's never likely." I had them the ready. woman bought flowers. For the dead daughter who hadn't, even, who hadn't even died yet, there
3: is a woman like that on every road in <laughs> Ireland.
2: Every
4: she really single
2: road over, that uh, is my scottish. Every road over his foot. Yeah. Mind your the... foot now, but it was that moment we were all sitting in the cinema screen together, and we were just like, you know, we knew we were going to podcast, and we were dead into the show. But it was at that moment we were, yeah. like, we're oh, like, oh, this ah, is yeah, right this is up our street yeah. now.
4: Um, the dance teacher arrives looking for Katie. We know she's the dance teacher because the woman <laughs> in the mobility scooter tells Rob that's who she is. She says she knows everyone. The curse of getting old, you see.
3: Yeah, <laughs> Brendan. <laughs> then, <laughs>
4: then Rob. Oh, uh,
3: so good.
4: Bro. She then asks Rob if there's anything. Me, I'm just really an old Dublin woman at heart. <laughs> you
2: are. Um, who loves Panto level of accent?
3: Yeah, that, that was perfect. So, sign you up do you up do you Sammy, Sammy sausages. Birds? Yeah.
4: Um, she then asks Rob if there's anything to suggest that Katie's death death is like the other children. He says no. Sorry, I'm really giddy. Um, he says no. Um she says that her mother told her that the kids in the 80s would never be found. And for her parting shot, she tells Rob, the Englishman, that I always liked the English. Many don't, <laughs> but I did. And yeah. then goes, mind your feet there now, young man. And <laughs> zooms, zooms towards the Devon household to deliver her premature bunch of flowers. Oh, brilliant,
2: Brendan. It, like, it, we, th-
3: like that was, it that was real, a st- that tit in. sandwich and that for episode <laughs> so, one, I so was good. cackling. Yeah.
4: Um, Cassie makes Rob drive them Somewhere quiet Tries to convince him To drop the case She says This one is not for us Uh, Says that um, Her head is uh, You know That they would say Tell O'Reilly Is O'Reilly the boss? O'Kelly O'Kelly sorry That um, I just have the boss Written everywhere Um, That her head is wrecked From working dead kids Rob says that's not true She says We absolutely cannot do this one And tells Rob You know why you can't do it Um, And then she goes Are we okay? And he says We're always okay Cass Always And he called her Cass And I was like Oh
2: I just love her already.
4: Yeah. Uh, cut to a nursing home. The news is on the telly again linking the current location with the 80s missing kids. A staff member wheeling in a trolley of tea changes the channel. She don't want to watch that.
2: On to the weakest link.
4: Do 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 do.
2: Now when I say you had it clocked eye there was a yeah. nanosecond and you were like the weakest link. The weakest link. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're one Anne. What's Anne's her second name? Oh, oh shit! Oh my god I know it.
3: And Robinson. Robinson! Robinson. Yeah. But like the shade she used to throw was iconic. It's a brilliant yeah. joke. It is brilliant.
4: Um, now we're down the Docklands outside some shiny offices and more side notes. I thought the current Dublin skyline lends itself to the Celtic Tiger boom of the cranes, cranes oh, yeah, the everywhere the cranes yeah. are yeah. back
3: at the moment so I say they
4: were thrilled they're just like yeah grand we, we have the Celtic phoenix, here.
2: phoenix now apparently mm. you know ah Jason, I haven't seen it yeah well I um, don't own a house so
4: <laughs> so a fella who appears to be homeless is hanging around outside some offices and then a suited man gets out of a fancy car the homeless looking fella says Cahill it's happened again knock Naree Cahill tells him to keep his voice down gives the money to buy a toothbrush and some wet wipes and tells him to fuck off
2: Cahill's a bastard. yeah
4: the the homeless oh, fella says, geez. "Our evil ours, you, me, and Janet, and the two of us, we can't escape." Cahill says, "Come back again, and I'll have you kneecapped," which is very um line of duty. Ted Belfast, yeah, all is. that storyline thing. Now to you do. know
2: the guy. I don't know his name. So yeah.
4: the 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 homeless fella that I'm doesn't calling
2: doesn't he him? have the most unusual face? It's I feel like he looks gorgeous. like he could absolutely. Yeah, he is gorgeous. Like yeah. looks like he could have been like a movie star that yeah. did westerns in the fifties in Hollywood. I feel, and yeah. it's just
4: covered in like that oil that you put on a, a fence you know the stuff that you
2: I'm like I'm sorry like Michael Fast what do we know his name Colin Farrell like why aren't I don't yet name. and
4: I couldn't find
2: it on the IMDb no okay
4: yeah Um. back in the it's O'Kelly or O'Reilly it's O'Kelly O'Kelly thanks sorry I'm just going to write that on every think page I think
2: okay it's yeah. okay to get um, it right <laughs>
4: so back or okay to get it wrong uh, back in the station Rob and Cassie are briefing O'Kelly on the case uh, Rob surmises surmises did I write that word that Mrs. Devlin is on some sort of tranks and that the daughter's have a learning difficulty says the dad leads the campaign to stop the motorway being built yes um, O'Kelly says I'm getting bollocks off the press wanking themselves into a frenzy is it a serial killer who takes 21 years off in between kills hate the press I'd rather set the dogs on them
3: like but it really does describe how you know when people are like oh my god that's linked to that it is you know yeah. we all want to believe that we're yeah. watching a TV show sometimes yeah. you know
4: um, he then says to them three kids go into a forest only one comes out tells Rob and Cassie to go down into the archives and see if anything was missed on the Germaine and Adam Peter, Germaine and Adam case uh, then shouts at Cassie because she looks a bit mopey says if I wanted female detectives working here at all I would have at least got ones with big tits
2: uh, bang out of order. yeah
4: horrified she says, you don't get to speak to me like that. And it's Jamie. That's the name Jermaine liked to be called. So if you're going to talk about it like that, have the decency to use the name she preferred. She gets quite passionate here and it feels personal and that her anger is over the use of the name and not the tits comment.
2: I
3: feel like she knew Jamie. Do you? Yeah. I,
4: just was, the way like, she I was like, was... does she know Jamie?
2: Is she Jamie? Is she Jamie? Yeah, because just the way... Well, we know she has another name. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's... It's Lexi but, isn't it yeah,
3: yeah We still don't know If that was her If her current name Is her actual yeah. name Do Guys know? I have a
2: few bits To tell you now Later on So just remember that Juicy
4: uh, Cassie leaves the room And then O'Kelly says uh, Normally they just If he if he makes a comment About big tits He said normally They just turn around And go well nobody Can have bigger tits than you <laughs> um, Then here Rob tries to plant the seed Of oh Cassie's drinking too much Not dealing well yeah. With dead kids Blah 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 O'Kelly then goes He doesn't care about all that And he just goes "She's going to report me to HR He's like I was only Joking obviously Um, Again in the office Cassie reminds Rob They agreed They're not going to do this case He says he didn't say otherwise But you can tell by him He has no intention Of giving it up Rob heads downstairs to the archives. They look um, like they
3: smell the archives. Yeah, you can smell.
4: Yeah, the and yeah, the like dust and so, yeah. yeah. And this bit I loved. So I like, he's walking along the rows, searching for the evidence, and then the scene keeps cutting to the forest in the eighties of the guards searching for, for the kids, and yeah. it's just yeah, it's uh, it's good.
2: And then he shoves the evidence box right up into the cameras, and then it ex- says "Knocknerry" and "Knocknerry, like,
4: Yeah. Um, and then he lays out What's inside uh, what's inside, On a table There's a tape recorder With a top 20 mixtape inside Photos of Jamie Adam and Peter And there's bloody socks And shoes And clothes that are cut The scene cuts Between the 80s And the present day A young kid in hospital The doctor takes His bloody clothes off But underneath The boy has no cuts And it's not his blood And the doctor tells the parents That he's that there's no injuries there.
2: I was gasping now. Yeah
4: um, Rob takes out A small yellow top With cuts on it It's the one we've seen In the flashback Looks around the room and then, like, sn- brings it up to his face and sniffs it. Like, you might sniff, like, a dead relative's item of clothing. Did is, you guys you you remember
3: or your top that, to see if it's clean?
4: Yeah. Like, you. <laughs>
3: that yeah. was the but moment, though. That was more though, of a, we, he was we, try- sent, a, a sentimental, sentimental sniff. A sentimental sniff. A sentimental That is excellent. Gosh. But that is when I. That would be the, the name of the we all were like, I think everybody was like, oh, he's your man. No. <laughs>
0: Rob
3: yeah. is Adam. Yeah. Adam is yeah. Rob. Or it was someone he knew. Yeah. yeah.
4: Um, back at the Devlins it's night time everyone's asleep the dad wakes up and walks into one of the daughter's rooms nobody in it. Weird. It's so weird. No so one's weird. in it so he creeps across the landing to the other room sees the two sisters asleep in the one bed what we can see from the other camera angle is that actually the older sister is awake or either sleeps with her eyes open which I wouldn't rule out as possibility. Terrifying. <laughs> um, <laughs> Rob is laying on his bed passed out in his boxers he's having a nightmare about a wolf in a forest which comes into his room he wakes with a fall to the floor gets a hot shower to release a, a muscle neck. in his neck shoulder that was Hannah last week cracks it out
2: Hannah pulled her neck last Surrendum. week she had the heat that's patch how I got her bed last week I had a heat patch on the lighthouse yeah. I yeah. remember yeah. <laughs> I loved the wolf
3: element that supernatural element because yeah. I know that we've we've heard that there is a bit of a gothic feel and a super, you know and it it was lovely to see that yeah.
4: wolf I yeah I mean that,
2: that wolf was stunning as well yeah it was
4: they deadly some wolf. Uh, Rob goes into the kitchen to get frozen peas to put on his shoulder uh, when his housemate comes in raging at him for waking her. Now, Helen is someone you'd hate to house share with all of her foods are labelled like you open you open the fridge and it's like her initials are on everything H she tells him, literally line of duty oh, H well,
3: yeah. H is in that fridge in Rob Riley's house Like so.
4: She. where's Jackie Laverty um, yeah. so she tells him not to smoke in his room it aggravates my asthma he says Jesus we should get you to hospital right now pet and she tells him that the frozen peas that he's holding to his neck are hers she's like see a H he says oh I thought that was an R just like you thought you had asthma He's like, you need to suck on a lozenge, it would sort you right out.
2: You could <laughs> tell they were riding there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in yeah. that
3: scene. Yeah. Um, playground
2: bullying type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Then I, she... Yeah, oh, it was that.
4: She turns around then and goes, uh, by the way, I binned your cheddar, it was mouldy. And it's your turn to buy bleach and loo roll. And then she just goes back to bed. Um, nighttime, up on the road towards the motorway works, where the forest... The entrance to the, the, the murder scene. Well, not the murder scene, because she wasn't killed there. Um, we see the homeless guy... Who confronted the guys at the offices, walking up the road with a tin of paint in his hands? That's it. That's always he.
2: Let's call him Paint Man.
4: Paint Man. Paint Man. Okay, okay yeah. because no, I,
3: I had a real question mark. Yeah. yeah.
4: Um, Rob calls over to Cassie's house, which is far swankier than his. Excuse. Me? I'm so glad you're all acknowledging.
2: A sea view. Like, I think like, we were in the boom, but yes, we're Black in a like, Georgian house in Black Rock beside the dark He's
4: renting with somebody in a like tiny flat and she's in this gorgeous house so anyway he calls over she tells him that he shouldn't have screwed his landlady so that's the first so we're like ah okay don't shit
3: where you eat yeah
4: he says <laughs> I didn't think she'd take it out on the cheddar um, Cassie pours him Two whiskeys And says Let's not pretend It's been a normal day uh, Says that Did you notice Rosalind Devlin The sister Wasn't wearing a bra Rob sees the cases On her mind And he's only thrilled That she's changing her mind She's like kind of into it and She's going to stay on it, it Thinking about it What she- was the bra
2: comments about
4: I
3: don't know I think it was was more like uh, she doesn't choose her own clothes she doesn't she's not not dressing her age yeah they're not acknowledging that she's an like that she's a teenager she's not a normal teenager it's something's not right there where was her bra
4: like um
3: yours is on the floor (laughs)
2: Never hear the
4: bloody end of Rob and Cassie head to the morgue Quigley Who's the cop (laughs) With the sheriff boots Meets them there Um, He says the boss sent him along Because he wants to laugh at him When he pukes at the sight of Katie's dead body Uh, Cassie just goes Breathe quickly through your mouth Um, I loved the post-mortem scene Like the pathologist Was just so matter of fact He really was He just goes Stomach contents A meal consisting of beans on toast Classic dish I enjoyed myself um, all your
3: full amino acids for the day mm, uh,
4: he goes through the details of the postmortem says two blows with an object of considerable weight a lot of blood what killed her was a plastic bag over her head suffocation complicated by blunt force trauma he says she struggled there was no sign of sexual assault she wasn't killed in the woods her body was moved there as he's describing all this Quigley looks peaky to say the least um the pathologist turns around and goes um, are you going to vomit? And uh, he goes I have to make a call and he runs off. Uh, Cassie goes up to Katie's body at the end and kind of go, goes to the feet mm. and she's like oh sweetheart uh, your poor little feet oh. and then Rob ushers her away. And there was something about bloodied feet in the earlier flashback when Rob first went to the uh, evidence. Yeah 100 So there's something going on there with feet. With the feet yeah. Um. Back in Cassie's uh, gorgeous home The mystery man From the gallery in court Who was kind of Kept eyes on Cassie Is now in Cassie's house Snooping around He places the bottle top Back on the whiskey. Uh oh, Looks at photos Looks at photos Which show Cassie And the guy Who I just keep calling A solicitor O'Neill From Sam court. O'Neill. O'Neill Sam O'Neill Looking very much like a couple Mo Dunford We now know that they are a
2: couple Did you know that? Yeah yeah. Yeah. It's um, a great good. for it. Yeah. Great recall. Thank you, guys.
4: <laughs> There's a voicemail playing in the background, and he's saying, I was hoping to catch you, but you're obviously not home. Rob and Cassie pull up in their car outside while Mystery Man is inside, and Cassie says to Rob, Bring flowers and give her a hug. Cassie goes off inside, strips off to shower before noticing the lid of the whiskey bottle. Doesn't seem to bother her, though. She just kind of taps it, and she's like, Note it. She
2: knew. She's yeah, just like, she Note Someone's been here. It's.
4: Mm. Uh, back up at the mountains are. Paint, tin, paint man? Paint man. Paint, paint man has completed his work across a large billboard that reads Malin Davis Construction, land acquired for future motorway development. He's painted the words, He rises, he rises in big black letters. Uh, Rob arrives at that nursing I'm home I'm
2: obsessed with this The show. He
3: Rises makes me think of like a king of the woods and he's or back
4: somebody's God, back from the dead like, true yeah. yeah
2: It, it, it reminds me so of good.
3: Riverdale last season as well like the gargoyle king do you know what oh, I mean? If
4: this goes into sci-fi now you're going to lose me Give it I'll to be me i gone um, So we yeah so sorry Rob arrives at that nursing home that we saw earlier on in the episode with a bunch of flowers in his hand <laughs> Note here Wonder if he got them in the same place that the mobility scooter lady did. <laughs> um, flashback again. Uh, the kid in hospital again. Um, walks. Rob walks inside to find the same woman who turned off the Knocknarea news earlier in the nursing home. Mm. He turns around. He goes, "Hello, mum." And she says, "Hello, mum. Adam." Adam. Yeah. yeah. She says, "Hello, Adam." And he says, "You need to be careful calling me that." Bum,
2: bum, bum, so bum, bum,
4: there we go. Like it's now confirmed um, He hands her the flowers And he gives her the hug Like Cassie told him to Flashback to him as a kid In hospital Waking up in bed The dad says Adam Where are Peter and Jamie What happened What happened Then a flashback of Jamie's mother Banging on their front door Going Adam Where is Jamie
2: I find that very upsetting uh, that Yeah scene. And, really and asks really him
4: to explain What happened in the forest And then Adam's parents Are just kind of sh- You know sh- um, Kind of huddling around him yeah. On the stairs And they're like Leave him alone Leave him alone Leave him alone um, then we see Adam's parents leaving him off at a boarding school in England, and the episode finishes. Yeah, the episode finishes uh, by Adam saying to the head teacher, "My middle name is Robert. I want to be Robert now."
2: That kid's so precious. Yes, he's so cute. So, yeah. yeah, if you didn't get it from their other 75 clues, he literally so, spoke it into your face at the end yeah, of the episode. Rob.
3: Was I Adam. am
2: Robert. How, yeah. how on
3: earth did he. Did no one notice? In the, did they all do background checks Ed in the Gardee, in the Garde Shekhana? Yeah, I know. <laughs> do you know what I mean?
2: <laughs> Bloody he's hell. again, if they're case. How many fathers are in that? Enough. Ah, the Sheikhana. Oh. <laughs> Um, no, I don't understand. Tana French, incredible novelist.
4: Sorry, did I get her name wrong?
2: Tana, no, you said Tana. it right. Brilliant stories. Yeah. How is he investigating his own case? Yeah. How does no one recognise him? How has it not been linked? Yeah. I'm sorry.
4: And there's a bit coming up in your episode that I loved
2: as well. Give me, give me. Yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> I ha-
3: I'm glad I had to watch the episode three times because <laughs> the, there's a lot of dialogue mm. and it's so well crafted and written that you almost kind of go... Uh, because you're getting all these golden nuggets mm. in things that you mightn't yeah. do. You, and that's what we love, that type of show. I'm standing
2: up a corkscrew board, guys, with pins and wire. And I'm going to solve this myself. Yes. That's where I'm at with this now. I love it. I'm so thrilled that we have a show of this calibre with Irish actors in it called Dublin murders. It's like set yeah. in, it set in Dublin. Filmed in Dublin and, and in like, Belfast. Slack Rock. there yeah, O'Connell Street. That's so exciting because we've been watching shows of this level on American channels and UK channels for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and now we have our own.
4: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So, to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, maybe get, 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a
1: month. Sold! give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live.
3: Absolutely. Now, guys, was there any other like at the start of sorry at the end of episode one? Were there any bits that you were like, "Oh, I'm this person dodgy, that person dodgy"? I know that we've seen see, episode two now, so it does kind of maybe will we keep them until after episode two?
2: But we I really d- had a bit now.
4: I didn't have anything to say after episode one to be the honest. Dad, yeah, the dad, the dad's Jonathan dodgy. Evelyn absolute
2: maniac bad temper why is his wife so fucked up why are his whole family so weird i feel like it's his fault and yeah
3: um and nidge nidge's character not nidge uh we yeah. know that his name is frank now but I, I his character was just if for someone not to have one line in a whole episode yeah. and that powerful of an actor it's he's phenomenal
2: it's insane yeah also mobility nan oh, um she knows favorite. shit like, we haven't she, seen the last of her. Do you
4: think she knows much? Okay. What
2: did she say? She They've gone under everything. the hill with the old ones? Yeah. Come on now. She knows everything. Yeah. she does. Knows- I-
3: Almost,
4: can't Target over much. the fact that she bought the flowers before your mom was dead. Yes, I, yes. I'm obsessed.
2: So, I suppose it's good. Like, neither of us, have, none of us have read the books.
4: No, yeah, no. And I'm glad I haven't.
2: Same. I, I love our it.
3: wild theories that we can have now. And Noah can be like, No, that didn't happen in the book. You know what I mean? Same. Yeah. I've
2: read Hannah F- uh, French's most recent book, The Witch Elm, came out two years ago. Brilliant. And I was about to start on the Dublin Murder Squad series the six of them, which is great news for us because it means there'll be more shows. Yeah. Um, But I didn't. And then they announced this and I was like I'm not going to because I want to go in literally not having a clue what's going on yeah. which is where I'm at are we ready for my Montesis I'm
4: so ready because I've only watched this once yeah, and I, I need I a recap need this. yeah same yeah. I
3: educated myself by transcribing. Do you know e- what I mean? It's an education. Us. Okay. We're ready for it. Episode two opens with a flashback showing a group of kids cornering Adam and asking him where Peter and Jamie are and what he did to them. They start to throw rocks at Adam before he wakes up suddenly in bed in boarding school. Adam shouts. Adam's shouts and screams from his nightmare have woken up the other kids. The next day, we see him writing a letter to Peter and Jamie asking for them to come back. If you come back, I can go home, he writes. We then see Adam running through a field with his classmates. However, he hangs back and he leaves his letter inside a tree—one of many. It's like he's talking to them through the she woods. She loves
2: a tree. That yeah. whole the French. That whole new book's about a tree.
3: It's like they're communicating through the. You know, that's his way of writing to them. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Elsewhere, Rob is in his car looking through old files about the 1985 case. He stumbles upon files on Cahill. Uh, Cottle Mills, Shane Waters, and Jonathan Devlin, who is Katie's dad. He looks so shocked and then he fecks his coffee cup out of the window. Very dot, line we of duty, love season F- three coffee cup. I was, when I saw that, I was like, oh, Hannah's going to love this. Love it. Um, meanwhile, Cassie leaves her glam gaff in Blackrock and she walks with purpose to the dart station. It's very close to her it's house.
2: 2006.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, it all gets very tense, though, when we see the mysterious. Uh, Tom Vaughan Lawler, a.k.a. Frank, at the station. And then he slowly starts to walk down the carriage towards her on the dart. When she eventually looks over her shoulder, he's gone. Vanished. Mm. Poof.
2: <laughs> Winding her up. He Winding her up. Also,
4: really nice shots of Dublin in this. Like, Dublin? Yeah, like looking gorgeous. Great. Yeah.
2: And wait till I tell you later on what the Belfast Telegraph said. I was Absolutely <laughs> Raging <laughs> go, go on
3: at the morgue, Katie's dad reveals that he's lost his. he had lost his job and he can't afford to pay for a coffin. He's then asked to identify her body. Out in the waiting room, Cassie asks Jonathan if there's anyone who would want to do this to Katie. He says not to her, but to him because of the campaign with the motorway. Uh, Jonathan explains that he has received death threats over the phone about it. Um, he says that Katie picked up the phone a couple of weeks ago and that he thought he that she was talking to the dance teacher, Simone, but actually uh, she said that there was a man on the line asking for him. So so when he got to the phone, the voice, the man's voice on the phone said, uh, that's a lovely little girl you've got. It would be a shame if something happened to her.
2: Over what? Like building the end tree? Like I'm, do you know what I mean? Relax.
3: Yeah. Oh, like he could, You I mean, he could be telling porcupines. Do you know what I mean? We don't know.
2: Yeah, true.
3: Um, Cassie and Rob drop Jonathan home. And then Rob starts to assure him that they're definitely going to find out who did this to Katie and to their family, which was really weird. And Cassie's kind of like, why did you just yeah say that to him. um we then see a flashback of Adam playing on a blue rope swing in the woods um and then cut to present day The detect- the detectives visit that site in the woods, and Rob points to the rope and he says that that was the swing that Peter's dad Joe made Um, he also explains that on the tenth anniversary of Peter's disappearance that Joe hung himself on that yeah, rope
2: Jesus, that was very sad,
3: yeah. And then um, he explains that the rest of Peter's family moved to Glasgow, and that Jamie's mum, who is called Alicia Rowan, still lives in the same house. So we're getting a bit of background of what happened to yeah. the families of um, in the aftermath of the nineteen eighty five case. Um, Cassie says that they really need to they need to pass on this information, but that they, they need to not be working on the case and Rob is adamant that they stay working on the case. Um, he then reveals that he actually knew Jonathan Devlin and he says that he stopped him before they dropped him home and he wanted to look him in the eye to see if he recognized him from when mm-hmm. he was younger um, so yeah Rob says he used to know him and his two friends he also explains that the detectives who worked on the 1985 case are now dead so one died of a heart attack and then McCabe the other one died in 2003 of pancreatic cancer um, and Rob says that he would never have been able to work in the murder squad if people knew about his past obviously obviously Um and then he's like to Cassie, like, I shouldn't have compromised you by telling you all this because she's in it now as well. You know, yeah. she's implicated. There's no yeah. way they're going to be like, oh, how did you not know about this? Um, so-, so
4: did, did Robin, Cassie just meet through work?
2: We, we, well, don't we
3: don't
4: know, know. yeah yes. okay. yeah
3: we don't know so I don't think so, no no I think they knew each other or so so there's a, some I. connection whether someone was yeah, yeah. Um, so Rob reveals that he doesn't remember anything that happened between the 10 hours uh, between him chasing his friends and him Looking being found and yeah and he's like oh, I went to psych- psychiatrists I went to therapists like I don't remember anything Um, what happened to us and Katie's murder? they're connected he tells Cassie what happened to us yeah um, he then begs her That they stay on the case And that they're the ones To bring this all in And she looks pretty hesitant About the whole thing um, It then cuts to A quick flashback Of three teenage mates In the woods In the woods Shane trails behind And Jonathan tells him To keep up And that he's not his mammy So we, we kind of get The confirmation then Of what Jonathan looked like When he was younger And what yeah. Shane looked like Yeah Um. Then we see a dark haired woman let, let herself into Katie's empty school She stares at Katie's now Former locker Um. And we find out the woman is a cleaner named Sandra. She then bumps into Katie's ballet teacher, Simone. And Simone's like, I'm here because I had to let the Royal Ballet School know that Katie is dead. Someone's killed her. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tragic. The poor child, Sandra says. Um, and Simone explains that the police have actually asked for a list of everyone working there. So she was like, the police are probably going to want to talk to you. And... Um, and she's like, oh, they're probably going to want to know if there was anyone hanging around looking at the girls in the school. When she leaves, Sandra cracks open a can and takes a sip. So.
2: Now, Sandra. Like she was the girl in the woods with the two Jonathan. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
3: well, yeah. we're, That's what we're I'm gonna. So yeah, into. these are kind of like these are the little kind of snippets that we're seeing, or like you know, what, what like sat like, like, why did she choose to work in the school where her ex's daughter is doing ballet? Class? Like, yeah. it's all very weird. Yeah. There's a lot of kind of theories. Why floating would Lana twenty five
2: to eleven questions like that just <laughs> exactly. Out.
3: Back at the station, Cassie shows Rob uh, CCTV footage taken from Katie's neighbours. And basically, they had it installed because someone kept stealing their saints and angels in their garden. Um, so they actually they see the footage they see Katie it's at 12am and basically they're like listen well we know now that she didn't run away because there's no there's no bag with her like she was just putting something into a bin I think or walking into her house um, Cassie says the likelihood is that she was going to meet someone and she obviously expected that she would eventually come home again yeah. but obviously that wasn't the case O'Kelly our favourite he asks whether there's any link between this and what happened in 1985 even a vague one Rob replies that there is he's like Jonathan Devlin Shane Mills and Cahill Walters were all questioned about the disappearance When they were 18 Um, That's a huge connection It's a huge connection So he's like They had an alibi So they say That on the night That the three kids Went missing And the one was found That they were in town In the cinema and basically when they went to investigate that, the cinema was so packed that no one could verify it. You know what I mean? You wouldn't yeah. be able to verify, there's so many people. Um, apart from one girl who was fourteen and she says that she was with her family and she saw them in the lobby getting popcorn. Um, she's the only witness. Her name is Mar her name was Margaret Bowen, and three years later, Margaret Bowen got married to dot 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 Jonathan Devlin. Yeah. So his Current current wife, wife. It was their alibi. Was the alibi. Yeah. Dodgy AF.
2: Jesus, so much happened in this episode. So much happened
3: in this episode. Rob says that uh, Quigley's in the basement, cowboy boot man, uh, trying to get to the bottom of the whole situation. Sam O'Neill, the culture dickhead from episode one and Cassie's fella. Yeah. Um, From General, he enters the room. O'Kelly asks him who the feck he is. Cassie explains that he was in Revenue Customs last year and that she and Rob want him to work on the case. Um, Welcome to Operation Vestal. Do Do your job and we'll get on fine. Dick it out. I will shred your testicles. O'Kelly says. Um, so Cassie asks whether he's joking that the operation is called Vestal. Like Vestal is in Virgin. Is that a joke she says? If she had been raped it would have been called something different because she wasn't a Virgin. Did some middle aged man come up with that by any chance? Mm. So... Well that is... We're seeing another... We're seeing... Yeah, we're it's disgraceful and we're seeing kind of...
4: I love that she challenges him.
3: Absolutely. And I think that her challenges are giving away more about her story. So the first one was calling the girl who went missing in 95 called Tremaine her name. Jamie yeah I know you get annoyed ah. about this regardless but I feel like these are put in because yeah. we're almost okay. learning snippets about her past um, so O'Kelly explains that he has to put his face to the front of the camera he has to do a feckin press release now and he's like I have to deal with all this he rises bullshit um, and he says he doesn't need, doesn't need any lectures about feckin patriarchy okay this is now Brent and I know you're getting you love this this is a this is a killer line coming Grace, up
4: great I'm glad it's included
3: he then points to O'Neill and he's like good luck to you the feminist and the Englishman. you poor bollocks and storms out off he is to do the press conference Um, O'Neill thanks Cassie for putting him on the case and then she's like oh it was actually Rob's idea Quigley Quigley then runs in and he's like I'm over the feckin' moon to be back on the case Uh, because I think something happened with him before we'll get to that in a minute yeah Um, meanwhile Sandra is cleaning the mirrors in the ballet room and I I thought the scene was very well done because you notice straight away that it overlooks the woods so someone in the (gasps) woods could have been looking into that ballet room for months
4: totally missed that
2: totally totally oh. miss that
3: oh, Detective Reb to the rescue oh. Yeah so she's just Cleaning the things And then you can just see She looks out And the woods are right there Oh really So okay. you're yeah. kind of going Oh anyone could have been Staring at her for weeks And months on end Do you know what I mean And been following also her And the all ballet that ballet
2: teacher She's around a lot isn't she
3: Too close <laughs> for comfort And she says something weird Now in a second So Sandra has a flashback To when Simone Is teaching Katie ballet yeah. And she Oh wait no that's not yet Oh, sorry. No, I'll get to that. She has a flashback in a few minutes. <laughs> hold, that um, hold that thought. Hold that thought. Hold that flashback. Um, so sorry. Sandra has a different flashback now, and she sees a younger, like a younger woman in the woods with Jamie, Cahill, and Jonathan, and she says to Jamie, who's a younger, the younger girl, "You're going to get all the boys in a few years."
2: Yeah. Very, very weird comment. To very weird to comment. A child.
3: In the airport car park in Dublin Airport, Cahill rings someone called Melissa presumably like a work colleague or else a wife. I think it could be a wife because of what he says at the end. And basically he's like, tell them I had to fly to Berlin. And also there's some druggy asshole that's been hassling people outside of the office, hanging around in this jacket with an orange plastic. Get security to deal with him. But don't fucking call the guardie. Don't
2: fucking call the guardie. I want to cut his ponytail off more than I've ever wanted anything. And he goes, I want him got
3: rid of. And then he goes, oh, I'll text you when I land. I text you when I land. I'm like, is that his missus? Mm. You know? Anyway. But like
4: th- that phone call was ordering somebody to kill the paint guy.
2: You kill? Do you reckon? Um, that was
4: how I, now I watched yeah. it once, but that's that was my yeah, interpretation maybe. of it. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, And the kneecapping. I'm well, like, it was get,
4: get, r- get rid. Get, get, get rid. Somehow, get rid somehow. Yeah, rude. yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: And then he he grabs his bag from the boot and then heads towards departures. But that camera hangs. Oh my God.
4: That camera work there was... Dunning but It, it just, was like yeah. We could watch him In the reflection Of the glass of the car I just thought it was really nice But it was
3: hung for a bit long It was like You dodgy prick Where are you going?
2: Yeah dodgy prick After the Casa del Sol Yeah mm. With um, the greasy ponytail
3: Back um, at the station yeah. I kind of think He's kind of attractive Is that Listen he Like Okay right sorry Anyway I don't know why anyway in the station Rob and Cassie interviewed Damien from the dig so he was the fella who found the body and leant over the oh body god
4: living on his nerves that fella oh
3: yes <laughs>
2: not a well man is he are no. Damien
3: so he says that he does tours of the archaeology site and that he remembers a man in his late 30s or early 40s wearing a tracksuit that was blue like a French blue he says <laughs> like a French blue oh yeah like I know that colour though it is a good description like the blue in the French flag yeah, yeah. We know or about. is a
2: French blue like a more pale one no, you're thinking of Cuisine de France Rolls. I think it's like nearly a navy. Like, yeah. Like a royal blue. Mm,
3: lovely. Um, they ask him if he knew Jonathan Devlin and he says he did because he brought his family and his daughters to look at the dig, right? So he's basically like, Damien's like, Jonathan's really protective. And then he goes, this is what, I thought this was so weird. He goes, who can blame him? A load of students there with his daughters.
2: Say that again?
3: So, so basically, Damien's like, oh, Jonathan was really protect- protective. Okay, yeah. so he was there with his daughters. He's was really protective. And then he goes, who could blame him? He was there with his daughters and there was loads of students there.
2: That's real weird. I'm like, uh, his
3: daughter was like 12. What the fuck's wrong yeah, with you? Yeah, and the
2: other one's like... It was sh- a
3: real... I just was like
2: what I yeah
3: know. well that's not in there for no reason though no very weird uh, then he explains that uh, the daughter with the learning difficulties jessica jessica, jessica uh, he said that she got sick on herself and started crying so uh her the sisters took her away and mr devlin stayed um and damien also says the fella in the blue tracksuit wasn't on the tour uh, he was actually just lurking around the woods and the dig and he didn't want to join the tour
2: is that in reference to someone we've already met like, are we meant to go, oh, that sounds so no. new No, this is a
3: mystery man. This is one of their leads and they, they later on, they kind of think that he's made this all up. Right. Okay. So they, they discredit Damien's Frenchman sighting. Uh, Cassie and the other archaeologist. Cassie says that the other archaeologists were at a house party the night that Katie went missing and was killed. Um, and she's like, oh, actually, where were you that night? And Damien says that he was at home caring for his mum, who was MS. And he says that basically She has carers during the day, but he needs to look after her at night.
2: Okay, so Damien did get very upset on finding the body for someone that maybe just found a body remember and he, he was balling yeah, I shouldn't it. have leaned over I shouldn't have leaned, leaned over, leaned over. it's like he fancied he's, her no or he's apologising because his DNA is on her I think he wanted to say I leaned over her and I'm telling you I did twice so if yeah. you find
3: my, that's why my DNA is on it Hannah excellent observation I mean, uh, Damien's then like it was a bit of a V hand he's like can I go to the toilet do you know what I mean <laughs> he's just like, like I thought he was going to do a legger at this point he didn't so he's like can I go to the toilet and um, and basically he's like, oh, you know, it's just and this is this is very telling about what you just said. He goes, oh, I saw Katie on the altar. Uh, so I, I'm really happy to be able to help with the situation. Mm. Yeah. So, mm, question mark. Yeah. OK. We Give got me that Damien. DNA. Mom. Yeah. Afterwards, Rob stops Detective Phelan, the man with the great, excellent bone structure. <laughs> and he asks him to check. The people
2: you've chosen to fancy from yeah. this show. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I would know. you not pick Killian Scott? Yeah, I know. I know. I'm and sorry. Paint Man. Yeah. Can guard the and I just think the feeling is a lovely
3: bone structure. Okay, so anyway, he asks Feeling him in Thing Street. Oh yeah, he is in Sing Street. He asks him to check if uh Damien's mum actually does have MS, but to be discreet about the whole thing. And he also asks Phelan to talk to all the staff of the ballet school.
0: Okay.
3: Mm-hmm. Um at the woods slash dig site, the fella who's been wandering around, paint man, um has paint we see that he's painted he rises, he rises on the land required sign. Yeah, We'd, it was or another that. flash like uh, yeah. um we then see Cassa and her fella, Cassie. Cassa. We then see Cassie and her fella in the lift, and he asks her if she's okay that he's joined the investigation, and she's like, "Listen, it's your chance to get into the murder squad." O'Neill then says that Katie's code on her mobile phone was Jess, so J E five five. Cassie says that Jess doesn't seem to understand the word death, and she's like, "I don't think she gets the whole thing at all." Which I was like, "Why is that?" the... You know, yeah. In the basement. Uh, Rob walks in to find Quigley aka Cowboy Man going through files and he explains that McCabe worked on the case for years um, before and while he was sick up until he died of cancer he
4: he said he died like on the case
3: almost like yeah almost like the case yeah he was he was not giving up on the case um, he was working on it until the very end and then Rob is like listen be careful with all of this uh, because there's loads of lies in those files and Quigley's like oh well listen before I fucked this all up I was actually really good at my job and then he's like, Oh Rob, you actually just said the word jacks. Yeah. And you always
2: say the word Lou. I I say and a bead of sweat yeah. went down my face.
4: Before he pulled him up on it, I thought it was a weird, it's a very Dublin phrase and I was like, That's weird that he said jacks. jacks. But Remind? then you could flip it though and go, he didn't move to boarding school until he was twelve or thirteen. Wasn't that the, the Oh
3: yeah, no, but I mean in terms of like he the they don't way. know that. He's like, Why why would you say jacks or English? Yeah, no, it's I
4: know. Yeah.
2: If we ever are lucky enough to talk to Sarah Phelps, the writer, we must ask her as an English writer, you know, did she have someone advising her on? Because there's so yeah, much colloquialisms, the colloquialisms, colloquialisms, are, the, colloquial- yeah. colloquialisms mm-hmm. the lingo, the banter, the crack yeah. is, is so Irish. Accurate, yeah, it's so accurate. I'm just obsessed with that. And Sarah Phelps is waiting. It is waiting. Uh, so so
3: Quigley says to Rob, "Oh, we'll make an Irish man of you, yes." And I'm like, "He he's gonna Quigley's, Quigley's gonna crack gonna the, the case, one that's, yeah,
4: one hundred percent cowboy
3: yeah. boot man.
2: We underestimated you. you will your be choice? the
4: sheriff, and there won't be no tit sandwich." <laughs>
2: But at that point when that happens we'll be like oh please don't give it away please don't give please it away Please don't ruin it Because Quigley we'll be going to O'Cali and we're like just don't rat him out don't rat him yeah. out We'll be at that point yeah. where it turns and we don't
3: want him to be found mm-hmm. out So now we're back to the actual flashback scene that I wanted to get to I think I think almost, okay. Uh, So Sandra is in the school and she keeps looking out at the woods from the school and then she has a flashback of Simone teaching Katie ballet and Simone says to Katie when she's like doing some sort of ballet move, you know, I wouldn't be an expert in that area but she goes, you can't be scared of the pain. The pain is what makes it beautiful and then Sandra just continues shining the floor. Why was that included?
2: There is so many little bits that I'm dying to see play out. Yeah
3: back at base uh, we see O'Kelly on the telly holding a press conference and he's asked whether there's a sinister or satanic aspect to the case he then walks in so, like, he's obviously pre-recorded the press conference. It's not live on Channel 4. Please do not swear. Um, <laughs> so, he walks in and he's like, see, wanking themselves into a frenzy. Satanic, me whole." And Cassie is like, "This." I actually found this scene really useful because it summed up the three lines of inquiry for the case. I was, you know, I had to now rewind it f- 15 times, but we got there. So, Give Cassie is like, there are three lines of inquiry. Devlin's moved the motorway campaign. Was getting a lot of traction and causing problems, but was it enough to get Katie killed?
2: Sorry, is it move a motorway? Uh, move it a motorway from where you've planned move to build motorway, it? Is that it? He doesn't want
3: the motorway ruining the woods, but yeah. why? Yeah. What are in the woods that he's trying to hide yeah, well, from his past? They're an
2: archaeological. Also, thing. this yeah. book is great because around that time there saying. was a
4: motorway being built, and they wanted to move it so it didn't go through the hill at Tara. The hill yeah. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I know.
2: Yeah. yeah, she lives in Dublin. this author. She's oh. American. Oh, yeah, she, she lives American, in Dublin now. She knows everything. Yeah, which stop. So, uh.
3: The other line of inquiry is the French tracksuit man in the woods. Um, why was he in the woods? Was he there because he wanted to scope out where he was going to leave a body? Or was he just working for Malin Davis, the building
4: construction? Or does he exist at all?
3: Or is he real? Or
2: does he exist at all?
3: So Cassie is like, listen, we actually showed Damien Devlin pictures of different offenders that would match the description of the French tracksuit man. And he didn't make a positive ID. Rob is like, okay, we're actually also monitoring uh, conversations on child porn sites. Do you know, Paint Man. Paint Man.
2: Bit of a French look about him, isn't there? Yeah,
3: there is. Wait, wait. Sorry,
2: the eye contact. Wait. Oui. Um. So sorry, Rob Mom. is like. <laughs> Right, cuisine
3: de France, <laughs> cuisine de France. Um, Rob says that Katie wasn't groomed, and he's like, "Oh, she would no social media, and there's nothing on Jonathan's computer or Simone's." But then he's like, "Oh, there's just a ballet message board on Simone's computer." I'm like, mm, "What is that? What is going on? I don't know." In I'm like, "Was she trying camp? to sneak her to England to escape her from the family because she loved her and wanted to be her mum?"
2: Um, I'm, <laughs> Sorry, I'll just, I'll just, I'll a just peel myself off the ground. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean, though? was there something... So if we're, we're going wild, I'm going full twin swap. Oh, yeah, no.
3: Ah, yeah, let's go with our twin swap! Did yes. we not try and do a twin yeah, swap? Oh, my God. <laughs> we tried to do a twin swap
4: in Big Little Lies. We will get we a were
2: twin
3: were, like, swap into everything. We will Bart and Bort. Who's the one in The Simpsons, Bart's evil twin?
2: Roth and Roth. In yeah. Friend.
3: So... Listen, we'll get to that theory. Um, So Cassie says that Katie had a mobile phone, which is so weird because the sister doesn't even have a bra. So why does Katie have a mobile phone? Do you know what I mean? It's crazy. Okay, so Cassie's like someone. (laughs) Cassie's like someone bought Katie a mobile phone. So there's the question: Who bought Katie the mobile phone? I'm telling you now. She's Je55.
2: Je55. Ballet dancers Buying her things I'm telling you The ballet school teacher
3: Okay so someone bought Katie Sorry someone bought Katie the phone So she and Simone could talk When she went to England Okay that's what he says And the mobile phone Was kept in the dance school Along with Katie's passport If that isn't A uh, highway Out of here yeah. What on earth Your
4: phone's like your passport bliss.
2: Yeah or some sort of ring Yeah that's where she was going That noise
3: Yeah Was she legging it Was she meant And Jonathan to go? Devlin found out Did he find out And say you're not bleeding Go and you're meant dad's. to be Yeah, yeah. Or did the mum?
2: I don't think she's capable.
3: I don't well, I don't know. That, well, I don't know. I don't know if that's just some good acting. Do you know? Anyway, so Rob's like it's really odd that the older sister doesn't have a phone and that Katie and Jonathan do. <laughs>
4: You're going back to the brand. Oh, again. Back to the,
3: sorry, I, that's where that line was. Um, so Cassie's like, it all goes back to 1985. Cahill, Shane, Jonathan, and Margaret, it's all linking back to that. And then O'Neill, this was really unusual. I know O'Neill's a bit mad, like tit sandwiches and the likes. But he's like, O'Kelly. oh, O'Kelly, le- oh yeah. sorry, O'Kelly. Oh, when are we ever going to get it right? No,
2: you've got. That's the first time you said it. So O'Kelly
3: like pours, I think it's alcohol into all, or it's tea, and he's like, "To the murder gods, may they reveal their fucking secrets." Yeah, and they and all that... take a sip. Yeah, mad scene. Mad.
4: O- O'Neill is the boyfriend, is he?
3: No, it was O'Kelly. Sorry. Yeah, was... O'Neill is the boyfriend. Is the boyfriend? Yeah, O'Neil. there is an O'Neill. Yeah, yeah, is, and yeah no I, on It's just the O's, you know. You he's know. on yeah. the team. Um. Okay, so right, fine, we're yours. we're getting there, guys. There's only 17 O'Loughlin. pages left. Oh, Lachlan. Oh. We then see Detective <laughs> Feeling bound to go, wow, wow, love him. He's interviewing That's, Sandra he's about 15. Katie. No, he's not. He's old enough to be a detective. It's a very strange crush. Yeah, I don't know, guys. Look, he's um, to their own. He's interviewing Sandra about Katie. Um, and Sandra, who's the cleaner, is like, I didn't really know her, but I saw her practicing all the time and she was polite. Um, and she says that she noticed in the last couple of weeks that Katie was training way harder than normal to get into the ballet school something
2: going on with that teacher
3: yeah there is there really is Um. so she's like I didn't see any perverts hanging around and if there had been girl if there had been the girl's daddies would have ripped them to shreds but the way she says that hmm it's just very like she's basically being like the dad is aggressive the parent you know what I mean um, he then asks about Katie's parents he's like did you know them did you know Margaret and Jonathan and she's like I never spoke a word to them I saw them I need them to see but I never ever spoke a word to bullshit, them
2: bullshit because we know you were in the woods with them when you were a teenager yeah that's and-
3: bullshit Carrie and you know it <laughs> <laughs> he then asks her to clarify the spelling of the surname he's like how hey, you spell her surname oh, and she's yeah. like it's Sandra Scully with, with an, an E, e. Okay. Elsewhere,
4: he was like, with the knee noted.
2: Why did I tell
3: you later on about Sandra Scully? Oh no, hook it to my veins. Okay. Elsewhere, Cassie and Rob head up to the roof for a smoke, uh, and Cassie's like, oh, "I think Damien Donnelly is telling uh, absolute fibs." Where with you, Cass? Porky yes. vibes. and she's basically like the tracksuit man's bullshit, and uh, basically Rob's like, "Oh, he just likes chatting to people because he's bored looking after his mum and he feels important." <laughs> No, it's involved. like the way people Im- insert themselves into investigations sometimes and we've seen it with well-known cases in the past when some people just want to be
2: chatting away and mm. they had nothing to do with I this I mean wouldn't be like the three of us yeah. to be honest <laughs> and we knocked on the front door we like come in wait till I tell you <laughs> yeah uh, so Cassie, Cassie we are
4: the woman in
3: the mobility we? scooter oh, we're the scooter I'm telling you now we are that scooter we are uh, Cassie asks Rob like she's like oh what were Peter and Jamie like I feel like she was interviewing them here She's like, what were Peter and Jamie like when she they were kids? She was interviewing them. and he's like, oh, they were great kids, very funny. And then she's like, oh, you know, did you hang around with Jonathan as mates? You know, I know there's a bit of an age Do gap you have a
2: theory. I have a bloody theory just came to go my on, mind. Go there. first. Go on. Nidge comes to her gaff and is like, just letting you know, Rob was in this case. Now you're investigating him. Oh, And she's that was her twist. Again. She's undercover again. And that was her twist to go, right, Jesus. go on, we'll, we'll, I'll, let him, I'll let it play out because I'm going to start interviewing him.
3: Mm. Oh, shit. In
2: a nice way, but she's like, yeah. I have to. Okay, because so... Show me to.
3: Yeah, so she starts asking him, she's like, did you hang around with Jonathan? I know there's an age gap and Rob's like, oh, he actually used to give us cider and cigarettes when we were younger. Um, Rob's like, oh yeah, Jonathan had a girlfriend and he's like, I can't remember her name, but she used to always put makeup on Jamie and treat her like a doll. And... Rob's like oh we used to spy on them and they were always trying to get pissed or stoned in the woods and then Cassie's like oh do they ever have a problem with the three of you and he's like no not that I can remember and then before she leaves she's like oh was Jonathan's girlfriend Margaret and Rob's like oh god no like she was 14 he would have had his cock and balls torn off him by her family so Margaret was too young then so then she's like oh well who's the other girlfriend and then Rob's like oh Mrs. Fitzgerald will know aka the scooter woman She's back again.
4: Me fave. So
3: they're like they now they know there's someone else and they're like, Right, your one's gonna be able to tell us, right? we then see a flashback of Adam in the woods Jamie asks um, about how she she, Jamie's like oh how do I look I got my makeup done you know so it's just kind of solidifying what we just heard about her getting her makeup done later on that night Katie's dad is saying a prayer at her bedside his hands start to shake as he holds on to one of her hair bobbins or it's a bracelet and then he gets really agitated at this noise of the TV downstairs so he runs downstairs the wife Margaret is almost like hypnotised staring into thin air and he asks her to turn it down and she just isn't responding to anything he says.
4: Also, great continuity here again. They're watching Tuberty tonight, yeah. and oh there's God. an interview oh, of Patrick Hilty. Yeah, and the TV is the big fat television, you know, with the yeah, back on it.
3: Do you remember TV Fame archives? Academy? Remember Fame Academy with Patrick Kielty? Yeah,
2: yeah, it's brilliant. Or she so were like the BBC, don't worry, we got this.
3: We we got Straight this. the yeah. archive. Uh, he then gets really aggressive and he's like, "What's wrong with you?" And he calls her a stoned fucking lump.
2: I absolutely that like triggered me. I hated that so much because it was very real. Yeah, it
3: was yeah. horrible. It was horrible to it? watch. And then she gets up and. F- fucking pushes them against yeah. the mantelpiece and breaks some sort of ornament and she just sees
4: going, you, you,
3: you you, you, you. Yeah. it's like you did this to me in terms of and the two kids of, are on the couch cowering and then it's, so Katie obviously doesn't know not Katie Jessica. Uh, Jessica doesn't know what to do she then sits on the ground almost where the ornament smashed and starts watching the TV and then you just see this shot cut to Rosalind looking distraught looking like she is like I need to do something about this I need to get out of here right now I need to leg it yeah. um, back home Cassie heads into her building after a long day we kind of see then that she doesn't own the home, whole building that it's actually just an apartment
4: it's a flat in a gorgeous house
3: yeah.
2: like I can take that Yeah, ish. she's still on her own it's seafront we're going to learn
3: why now shortly after dark station on the doorstep
2: on the doorstep oh
3: gorgeous I mean I know it was a boom come on so she's, she kneels down it's quite dark she kneels down at her door front and she's trying to check if someone's broken in
4: Yeah, if there's marks she puts a bit of sticky tape like uh oh. it's almost like um you know like a uh, paper stitches,
2: yes. Oh, that,
4: she, it's like yeah. paper stitches. She puts paper stitches That's across the bottom of the door. The I miss so Nobody would nobody would see it. I but if they open the door, like they would be gone. I thought she
3: was rolling a cigarette were they, they were gone. Were they? Uh, I think. So. Yeah, they were gone. So she knows someone's there, right? So so Rob, d- d- we we're away from that at the moment. Oh no, where are we? Are we away from Black Rock? Sorry, guys. Oh yeah, right. Cut to Rob's house, right? <laughs> Rob walks in, Helen sitting on the couch. Oh, yes. Legs out after a shower, fully shaven and moisturised.
2: Sexy, flaky, pyjamas. Pulled around her shoulders, she's ready to go. So she, she she's on. so she's like, the
4: toes are done. Oh, they
3: oh, are. Yeah. She's like, oh, did some filthy pervert kill Katie? And then Rob's like, do you think I'm a pervert? Oh, I was like, okay, this is Here so fucking weird. And uh, she replies, I think you're an arsehole. And then he like takes her foot. What do you call those foot separator things for you when you're painting your nails? Yeah, toe separator. Takes toe. So he takes that out and then like rubs her leg and then it's <laughs> they're probably start riding but we don't it's see on, it on, at on. one point
4: I was like don't put our toes in your mouth that's a freshly Doesn't painted I mean, I nail <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh yeah just do it anyway the with t- a nail <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the toxin the toxin oh toxins. god back, back in Black Rock Frank wanders around Cassie's apartment in the dark but she's ready and waiting in the corner with her gun and she is like I'm fucking here and then when she realises it's him she's like you fucking bastard hey, Frank nidge. I nidge. <laughs> to which Tom Von Lawler delivers his first line of the season got anything to eat a man after me own heart <laughs> uh, back at the Devlins Rosalind leaves her house in the middle of the night wearing a hoodie that's all we see um, back in Black Rock Cassie tells Frank that she thought that he was that gangster Johnson so there's something with that ga- gangster Johnson we're going to mm-hmm. hear more about him Frank explains that his visit is a friendly reminder not to activate her old identity and she goes I haven't been Lexi since this happened and she points to a scar that she received from kind being kind of around her chest area yeah. yeah he's
2: eaten pesto with spoon
4: yeah, love a bit I of love
2: pesto. Pesto, yeah. yeah,
3: Love pesto
4: <laughs> And he was complaining about it. I was like, give me
2: Yeah, not holes with spoon. Like I a know. yogurt he was eating it, like
3: a yogurt. Yeah, Mad no, bastard.
2: He's like, being
3: stabbed doesn't make you special. Everyone's been stabbed. So I was like, okay, <laughs> Frank. Um and then he's like, Do you know I actually kept an alert on the name Alexandra Mangan? And then Frank is like, oh, she actually recently applied for a birth cert. And then Cassie's like, well, why would I want Lexi's birth cert? Um, Like, why would I want to do that? And then he goes, oh, well, you can't get a passport without a birth cert. And then he's like, oh, who owns this house in Black Rock? Like, it's absolutely stunning. Your boyfriend rents an apartment in a shithole that I wouldn't even live in. How the fuck did you get it? And then Cassie's like, my aunt died and left me a house. So I bought this.
4: That's not the way that I heard that conversation. Oh,
3: I might have paraphrased it, guys. It was late.
4: Is that the way it happened? I thought that he said to her that basically she was at This is what... I I could be completely wrong. I thought he said that you're obviously somebody else and that like it's kind of unbelievable for you to have this house and that you're running the risk of blowing your cover by living somewhere so well, swanky well yeah
2: that could be that.
4: I thought that's what he said to her could so that be he it. knows that she Mom paid and for that
2: right. I'm in between both so I'm like stop messing around with the cover because you know there's money yeah. here that you're not really meant to have don't be drawing attention to yourself yeah. you have a very fancy house that mm-hmm. you potentially may have got the money off your aunt but just lie low and don't yeah. So, so she, yeah,
3: so she basically is like, well, my aunt died and left me it, and I bought, left me a different house. So I bought this, and she was like, she was the only family member I had. She raised me. Mm. So I don't, I don't know, I don't know. There, there's definitely something. There's something we we saw he's this for like, a reason. He's just like, look, it's flashy and yeah, yeah well, He's just like, what's the crack with this house? Like, thank you for yeah. asking that. Um, so yeah. Frank is like, well, if you didn't activate the identity and look for the birth cert, who did? Who did? Who um, did? and then. She was like, How would I? She was like, Why would I and how would I do it? Like, it could be anyone that I had contact with when I was pretending to be someone else for you. So it insinuates then that Frank was her boss or something like that. She's like, You made me go undercover for something. Partner. Um, Frank then chimes in and he's like, uh, It also could be because you want to go back undercover. And she's like, I didn't try to get the birth cert. I want you to go. And he's like, Whatever you were planning or thinking of doing, don't do it.
2: And then he's like, she definitely tried to get the birth Absolutely,
3: he's like, no more Lexi, okay? You've been warned. No more. No one wants to go undercover because they end up in prison and bad things happen there. Frank then walks out and he doesn't even turn. He just waves. Loved he knows it. She's staring at him. Yeah, I was like, oh, Nidgy. Yeah, like he's just. He's just brilliant. Yeah, he's so brilliant. Anyway, that whole scene was like, how many times can you go undercover and can you go back undercover? And is she trying to go undercover so she can escape her current one? It's. more to follow on that I'd say next week Um, back at the station it turns out that Rosalind actually contacted Rob in the middle of the night and he asks her if she's sure that he's like do you not want to talk to Cassie and she's like no she looks at my clothes funny so Rosalind has noticed already that Cassie's looking at her clothes being like, what the Where's fuck? Your bra? And she's like, oh, you know, I, basically she's like, I can't do anything about my clothes. Which I'm like, that's such a weird thing yeah, to well, say.
4: Contr- she's being controlled.
3: Yeah. Um. Rosalind then like, to Rob, she's like, oh, it was Katie raped? And he's, he's like listen I promise you there was no sign of a sexual assault and she's like I don't even know why but I couldn't stop thinking about that whether she had to go through that um, and then she's like listen I have to go home um, don't tell anyone I was here and if someone's dropping me home get them to drop me the street over like she doesn't want anything her dad obviously yeah. to find out and before she before she leaves she's like to Rob will you always think of Katie as a person I felt really bad for her.
2: hmm. Um she's trapped. Absolutely. And I don't know whose fault it is, the mum, the dad, both dunno. Um uh, ballet teacher. So
3: elsewhere we see the man in the plastic coat, A.K.A. paint man, um carrying the paint and hitchhiking along a road, then this is one thing I noticed. He has blue rope on his foot. Oh, it's stuck to his that. shoe. He has blue rope stuck to his boot. And I was like, uh, "Blue track uh, man? No, the blue rope. No, the blue rope from. the tree like, "Is swing. he Peter? From the is he stuff. Peter? And was his dad the one who killed himself on the rope or something?" I was Peter? Yeah, yeah. And so that weird. fella, yeah.
2: the fella who he's talking to, what's his name? Call. Yeah. Cole oh, was the, the, old, the, they the, the old, old. They all old. changed their names. Yeah. yeah. Um. Parson Sandra.
3: Yeah. So elsewhere, Cassie and Rob drive to the to the nosy woman's house, Mrs. Fitzgerald. And the second they walk in the driveway, I cried laughing at this. She goes, "Visitors and I just made scones." <laughs> oh, oh, love the it. Full spreading. Can
4: I just say when? Just maybe I, there could be a different scene. But when is that all that happened? There was paint man was walking up, or did a car? No, well, that's the where, end. Okay, yep, grand, yep, Sorry. Yep. Yeah, yep. I'll shut up. Um, shut up.
3: So they get and down to business, is. and they're basically like what is going on with Margaret and Jonathan and blah 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 and Fitzgerald is like I remember when Margaret was born she came from good people and you'd never think that she turned out the way she did with all her nerves and all the pills then she's with like oh marrying into that family was the making of young Jonathan because he was a wild one and then they're like oh well why was he wild and she's like he kept bad company not with the lads but with the girl he was with and she says that she was a wee whore like her mammy before yeah the shade <clears throat> now the next bit is even more shady. Uh, She goes, she wore a dress as shorts that you could see what she had for breakfast, lunch and tea. Yeah. And then, now this
4: is... Rob nearly pissed himself at that one. Yeah, no, we,
3: yeah, this is horrific. She goes, "The Magdalens would have taken one like Sandra Scully and straightened her out her nonsense." There's a lot to be said about the old ways.
2: Yeah, that was a bit shocking. I was like, it?
3: "Get wheel back yeah. in that scooter." Yeah, we've they're gone, gone off. off you now. We've yeah, gone yeah. totally off you gone know. off you. Um. So then she explains that uh, the girlfriend made the trip to England, and then she goes, "Oh, but Mammy and daddy wouldn't have let that happen to Margaret." Uh she went up the aisle with little Rosalind already there. So they're basically saying that Rosalind and Jonathan had to get married because Rosalind was also pregnant. Your man's obviously very fertile. No. Not Rosalind. Not Rosalind.
4: Rosalind's the daughter.
3: Oh, not Rosalind. Fuck, sorry. Little Rosalind was already there is the baby. Rosalind is the baby. The bump was there. Yeah. yeah. Rosalind was already there. She means the bump. So, So basically, the first girlfriend got pregnant and went to England and the new girlfriend got pregnant and they got married.
2: Yeah, or I actually read that as the first girlfriend got pregnant they pretended Margaret was pregnant because she's a good family, pushed her down the aisle and then th- they took Rosalind and that's why the family's fucked and Sandra's and Yeah,
4: and because she called her a, a something, there was a word on the child oh, no. so they swapped... A child over.
2: Oh, yet. I never even thought of that. I don't think Rosalind is Margaret's daughter. No. I think she's Sandra's oh my God, daughter. I didn't yes. notice that at all.
3: Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Oh wow. Okay, Margaret. Uh, she starts talking about Margaret, and she like, oh, she started getting the nerves by the time the twins came along, and then Rosalind basically had to look after all the kids and take on the duties of the mother, um, and she now does everything for Jessica, and then she, Mrs Fitzgerald, calls Ro- She calls Jessica a fetch.
2: Stop trying to make Fetch happen.
4: Yeah. Right. And this is the, yeah.
3: So she explains that a Fetch is a twin that isn't a twin. One comes from God. The other comes from someplace else. A curse. Revenge.
2: Is that an Irish saying? I've
4: never, I've never, never heard it, no. But it would explain what you've just said.
2: This is
3: No. Not, the no. Fetch would ex- is talking about Jessica and Katie.
4: Oh, okay. Sorry.
2: Rosalind is the older sister.
3: Okay. Yeah. Later that day, the lurking fella is seen wandering the roads. A car speeds towards him and stops suddenly. When he asks for help, the woman just drives on, and we see that it's a woman with dark hair who looks freakishly like Cassie. Yeah. Okay. And the key ring? And then we see a key ring hanging on the keys as the car is speeding off, and it says Lexi. God. Okay. 110% Is Cassie,
4: 110% that was Sarah Green sitting is in it Cassie season.
3: is it a twin is it a fetch
2: this show
3: oh okay so then at the office right to, to literally further this oh. theory Rob goes to Cassie oh why did you get so twitchy when she mentioned the fetch and then Cassie's like oh because it's superstitious time wasting nonsense
4: Uh So I missed all that
3: Cassie does Cassie have a twin
2: have we got to use that oh the show is <laughs> so yeah, good so good
3: and um, so then Phelan comes in and he's like oh I got all the statements from the staff in the school including the cleaner Sandra Scully and then they're like, oh, Jesus, Sandra Scully is Scully Jonathan's with an old girlfriend who put the makeup on Jamie. And then Cassie's like, well, why would she lie about that? Why would she pretend that she didn't barely know Katie, never met the parents, didn't know anything? Why? What is she trying to hide? Um. And then the episode ends with Jonathan Devlin staring at Katie's bed. And then Sandra is smoking, looking out the window at the woods.
2: The Guys. What? a lot happened
3: in yeah. both episodes yeah episode 2 gave us a lot of
2: that scene alone in Mobility Scooter's kitchen was my favourite because there's so much in there I just love it we've got guys so I can't to believe solve. I didn't
3: cop the that
2: that's only a theory now but
3: no but that that is so juicy if that was the case that she went but we can't but she went have to two of
4: everyone lads no
3: she went to England and then he got with the new girl yeah and she was his alibi yeah. though but Margaret was the alibi for what happened that night in the woods she was she mm. said that she saw them in the thing so it's like did he marry her because no
2: he was riding around though I yeah say.
3: probably i
2: right here let's talk theories fact i do not think rosalind is margaret's daughter
4: no 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 oh no, no I, do I didn't
2: cop that at i all. think jessica I like. and katie have swapped
3: okay okay yeah
2: okay yeah because i think jessica oh is did acting the dad- so weird yeah. that she's acting
3: yeah did they did they Oh my god, yeah.
2: Sarah Green's character Cassie has a twin. And it suited really? her. really? Lexi. It suited her down to the ground to be going undercover because fucking two of them. Oh my god. It's just that they said the uh, that's word a bit fetch. Much. But they were like, why are you. Why, why'd you get so weird about fetch? Brandon, a bit much for us, come on. Yeah.
4: But twins, twins, and more twins.
2: Twins. History twins, is repeating twins. itself. Twins. At twins and trees That's yeah. a Tana of French She's all about How it A tan of French French man Yeah I mean <laughs> The French on. blue
4: How do Rob and Cassie When did they first meet When did they come across When he came What age was he When he came back From England
2: Yeah
3: And the f- the fact that he said What happened to, to us
2: off. Do I don't know if Rob knows That they That they I think they know each other From Childhood.
4: Before he went to England.
2: Yeah, I think she knows who he is mm-hmm. and I don't think he remembers because it was hammered home that, that he had that gap anything. and he can't remember yeah. a thing.
3: Someone's playing someone. You know, I don't think that the relationships that we've been given are as, as clear, no. you know. But in terms of, I think that their relationship is, we know that they've had a huge fight now. I, for, I missed that first scene in the very first episode.
2: Watch it again. They're yeah. f- literally yeah. not talking.
3: So what has gone so... You know. Yeah. Do you know one person? She was like, that can't, "We will never talk again."
2: One person that can't handle this show, Lord Sugar. Oh, uh, he was shocked Tweeted yesterday. Um, anyone know? What the dub, what what the Dublin murders is about? Watched yesterday was confused. Watching <laughs> now, not a clue. Plot too complicated. I am out. Screaming that he said I'm out. I'm like, are you on
3: Dragons Den? mate? wrong you're show. Fired. You're fired. Yeah, you're fired. Um, I do think that we, we needed. I needed to watch it several times to get all of that's the, the
4: that's best what thing. No, I, I was so confused. I haven't a clue what's I was going so on. That's confused. why I love it. Because
2: I feel like we're on a, a, the Dublin murders squad and we get to solve this along. With Absolutely. why but wouldn't you want that that's
3: entertainment that's what we've wanted and needed for so long and that's a series that oh, well, we also makes a brilliant Big series Little live
2: season 2 let's be bloody honest
3: we are going to get it threefold. free like we are going to get like, it so much in this series I
4: really really hope that the mobility scooter woman is in every episode
2: she is Brendan because she knows everything now wait let's tell you about Sandra Scully oh my
4: god oh, yeah, go tell yeah, about Sandra
2: Scully she, she looks familiar uh, she <laughs> is played by an actress called Carolyn Bracken who previously appeared in Season 4, Episode 4, Line of Duty.
4: <gasps> Stop.
2: To tend to the needs of Steve Arnott when he was flung down a flight of stairs. Yes. She was, she was, a- was in Line of Duty, but she looked familiar. She, she was hurt. the paramedic that put even in the ambulance. I nearly got sick. I was on IMDb today, rifling through for trivia. Oh also... Another fantastic point. Detective Quigley. Yes. Played by actor Eugene O'Hare. I was like, I'll yeah. just go on.
4: He's he's familiar.
2: The Fall. Brenton, one of your faves.
4: Like, my ultimate fave.
2: Yeah, he's in The Fall. We love a Belfast-based drama. Yeah. we do. He's in The Fall. He's also going to be appearing in, I didn't realise it was in post-production, Marcella Season 3. No.
4: Yes. <gasps>
2: Airing in... 2019.
4: Oh my god. March
2: season three. It's coming this year.
4: Oh, oh my wow. god.
2: Don't mean to have a podcast meeting on That's, the podcast. Yeah.
4: <laughs> but come on. Come on. Sure, it's nearly November. Yeah, Marce- oh, I thought you said that after
2: this episode
3: Ooh, Marcella. Oh, Marcella. Marcella that's a Christmas special. Oh, I need to watch season 2 ASAP cuz I've only seen season 1.
2: Rebecca oh, the like end It is. Guys, of stop. Season. I could go for season 1. <laughs> it's no. so juicy. The
4: end of season the last is it the last half hour. It's yeah,
2: whack it, a bit Phoenix you guys, <laughs> <is> she goes.
4: <laughs> it is in the words of Rebecca turned.
2: Is it turned No, like yes. no, like the it's, last 4 seconds of that season are Rebecca. Okay. It's I'm going like, to, I will watch it
3: after Dublin Murders because this yeah. is only on for four weeks, which uh, I would love for was Eugene on for eight, but that's the way we have He's
2: in Marcella season know. three, he's this a year. moment We are coming back. He's going to that. crack
3: this he's case. Is, We're calling
4: it what's now. What's that actor's name? He's in something else.
2: Eugene O'Hare.
4: Eugene O'Hare. I'm going to have to Google and find out because I know him from something else. Quigley's
3: I mean. going to crack the case. I'm calling it now. He's going to 100%. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, There's so many twins.
2: The Belfast Telegraph <laughs> wrote an article. Oh yeah, stop.
4: which has riled you, has it?
2: Well it has riled me because we don't get a lot over here. We're a small country. Yeah. We're a small capital city. Mm. They wrote an article that said, and I swear to God, this is the headline, Belfast, star of the show in BBC's Dublin murders. Are we wasting our time? Here? Apparently, the petrol Belf- station at
3: very start in oh, that episode definitely Belfast. was Belfast. Oh, and you those can people tell. were going mad about it. They're like, that's Belfast. Yeah, and I'm you like, can tell. I fine, think I yeah. stopped at
4: that petrol station last New Year's Eve on the way home for snacks.
2: <laughs> I feel like the you devil. The yeah. Devlin's family estate looks Belfast. Yeah, yeah. Just start the effing show. I mean, there's gorgeous shots of Dublin in there. They're just the show is called Dublin Mergers. Can news, you not just love. give us.
3: I know. Full but Dublin. Just give us one thing. I feel like there's going to be a million thoughts and theories um, after next week's episode. Yeah, because like they're brimming they're at the kind moment. Of, we've
4: only, it's only kind of been laid out for us now. We, I don't think I
2: need to come put an ice pack on my face think about Please. it quietly in a dark room, wake up, watch it all again, start my cork board. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Also, but I tell you, another thing I found out in IMDb, it's great for secrets and yeah, gossip. No Please you're, do. You're no wonder Sarah
3: was checking it every day to see who got the part.
2: IMDb is very accurate. List. So, Sarah Green plays Cassie Maddox, forward slash, dot, dot, dot. Okay? So... What? Lexi. Fine. So yeah. we found that out in season two yeah. that there's a second character there well she is by far not the only one with a forward slash stop it wait till you F- and hear this now Conlith Hill plays O'Kelly O'Kelly
3: our favourite tit sandwich
2: forward slash stop. dot 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 stop stop Mo Dumford plays Sam O'Neill forward slash dot 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 Bastard. Kenny plays <laughs> Phelan forward slash Amy Macken plays Jessica Devlin forward slash Katie Devlin no, fair enough guys what no but does the dot dot what? Johnny Holden plays Damien forward slash dot 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 okay well Damien's now is somebody dodgy.
4: that works on the show just riling people up here and <laughs> no guys
2: I think every single one of these people were around in 1985 and are back new with new identities. With new identities, and they're not revealing either. Like, there's not. Jesus, the
4: Department of Social Welfare or whoever issues new identities would have been like, flat like, out.
2: Leah McNamara, she plays Rosalind Devlin. Just Rosalind Devlin. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it's not everyone. So you know, Vanessa M. Um, she plays Abby Stone. Charlie Kelly. She plays uh, just uh, Justin Mannering and then it's just a couple of people have the forward slashes another one here Shireen Martin plays Sophie forward slash dot 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 and Ned Dennehy plays Cooper Hannah's forward just, slash dot dot dot. Hannah's just
3: cracked the whole series after it's two episodes she's like they're all undercover
2: and a lot of those people so only some of those people are in the full eight episodes a lot more of them are in seven and then a good few of the forward slashes are in four and three so there are groups okay. of people I'm telling you now in the 2006 timeline that have different names in the 1985 timeline Yeah. Um, and I copped it.
3: Detective well, O'Connell over there.
2: O'Connell. Mom. Mic drop. Mom. Mic drop.
4: Um, One thing that I am excited for is obviously the rest of this series. But it's pretty... It looks pretty like there is definitely going to be season two. And from yes. being at that screening with Sarah Phelps, season three.
3: She
2: Her said, words yeah.
4: were... I know exactly what happens in the final scene of the last episode of season three.
2: Yes, so this is based on six books. So, In the Woods and The Likeness have been mashed together for season one. Mm-hmm. And
4: we use the term mashed in the most loving way possible.
2: Oh, it, it, like, that it, is such like, a task. That must have crafted,
4: been Crafted, interwoven, yeah. beautifully done. I yeah. have It's yeah, each, each book led mashed.
3: by one detective. So, she's put
2: to yeah, like, that is. It's an incredible She said that she wanted the
4: their work. story, the Robin Cassie's story, to carry on. She, yeah.
2: To uh, the se- uh, the third and fourth book A Faithful Place and Broken Harbour I presume are coming together for season two yeah. yeah. and then if she's saying I know how season three ends I presume they've got a three season plan which means The Secret Palace and The Trespasser will come together for season three.
4: I'm not reading any of them. I'm no. not
2: reading one word. I'll read them afterwards. I'll read them afterwards. Yeah. 2024 we'll all go on hauls. <laughs> We'll have the... I have the book. Tanner friend to
3: see a spike in sales in I have In the Woods
2: and the likeness ready to go at home. Also, did you know that Sarah Phelps has written over 50 episodes of EastEnders including the return of Dirty Den?
3: Give it up. Sorry, also Sarah Phelps' pinned tweet is why though, the meme. Yeah, why and though? Brendan said that does
2: us and that's when I was like, okay...
3: Kindred spirits We are kindred spirits Also
2: in the screening Remember she referred to J.K. Rowling as Joe And I just grabbed Grabbed the two edges She's
4: like oh yeah Joe Because she was being asked About writing About um, dead Dead writers Authors
2: Brendan she's not dead Oh and then she, th- exactly she was like Joe's like not and dead and, and you Joe.
4: nearly fell off the chair
2: because I knew she's written The Casual Vacancy which was J.K. Rowling's first adult novel mm-hmm. after the Harry Potter series and she right. fucking said Joe It's like, like oh I-
4: Joe Rowling
2: oh yeah Joe Rowling and I was like
4: no stop if, I- what is J.K. Rowling's actual name? Joanne Joanne what? it's
2: Joanne Ka- it's Joanne
4: Joanne Katie jo- I
3: don't
2: know <laughs> what the K stands for isn't that awful the number one
3: it fan Google that there it'd be
4: Catherine with a K wouldn't it?
3: Joanne Catherine,
4: Joanne Rowling. Catherine Rowling. I just Rowling. thought she
2: was Rowling. Rowling. Okay, guys, let's wrap it up by doing our favorite theory say, of the week. Yeah, I have to say
3: as well. I'm guys. I'm so glad you're be back because this is going to be the gift that keeps on giving for the next four weeks. It's the perfect telly for this time of the oh, year. Joanne yeah.
2: Rowling. I knew it. There, I, there, like, there's no explanation of the K. Don't step to me when it That's comes. That's probably to Harry
4: just. Do you know what sounds good for a book? You know, mm. J.K. Rowling. Yeah,
2: um, yeah it's a pen name. Hannah. Do you have any yeah.
3: mad thoughts or theories? I grabbed two from Twitter.
2: No, I'm just I'm all here for twin swap on all levels, twin across swap. all timelines.
3: Yeah, so the moping owl on Twitter, great username, says, So Devlin's opposed to the woods being dug up. I wonder why, what has he got buried there? And then Highs and Lows, 82 on Twitter says, Lexi, who was, I'm guessing, driving the car, is Cassie's fetch or doppelganger, which is why she went previously undercover as Lexi, as Frank mentioned when he was in Cassie's home. So they mightn't be twins, but maybe they look really alike and that's why she went undercover as
2: Yeah I think there's two people Yeah Yeah maybe not necessarily There's two people They might necessarily
3: be twins But
4: I didn't consider the twins thing But I do believe Cassie When she says She didn't go looking for a birth cert
2: I kind of do as well Guys I don't believe her I don't
3: know know why
4: all I know for at this point is I love the woman in the mobility scooter and Quigley's going to crack the case. But like you say, when it gets to that point, we won't want him to crack it because mm. we'll be all come so invested down. and protective of Rob.
2: And I'm 99.9% sure that um, Cassie is investigating Rob because mm. she's been ordered yeah. either by Nidge, sorry, really not going to call him any other name, or by O'Kelly.
4: Well, I'm four weeks of this
2: exhausted. Well, like, that's in a, in a great. In, way. The thing
4: is, as well, you know, we have to do two recaps in one podcast this time around. I know around.
2: It's This a is a feature-length so movie, guys. Also, guys, do you know what? I'm absolutely podcast. Um The States it's are getting get it out across eight weeks. It's starting oh. on stars on Sunday, the tenth of November, and running for eight consecutive weeks until yeah. the 29th of December.
4: Perfect. Why are we shoving them into...
2: I, d- I, I would don't like an expl- I would like yeah. an explanation. It's too Shoven- good to be shoved out Shoven twice
3: Shoving two
4: episodes in a week shoved. and shoving it until 10.35 at night.
2: 25 <laughs> to 11. <laughs> Shove it. That's like a river and a Neighbours. I'm dead 25 to 11. This is
4: quality television. It doesn't need to be shoved to 10.35 at night.
2: No, although I mean, we'll bloody watch it. Oh, absolutely. I'll watch oh, it, I'll I'll watch watch it 15 times. I'll give
3: Orthie For the watch an hour and 42 minutes around. about <laughs> Um, but if you have any thoughts or theories you can email them to shrinepod at gmail.com
2: we are on all social medias, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at ShrinePod across the board. Um, we're not live tweeting this series because it's going out at different times. Yeah, times a week. Spe- it's, going, it's, out, it's 17 times a week. It goes <laughs> out at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> uh, on Unworthy too. So, no, we're not live tweeting it, but you can obviously have the crack with us on Twitter. Let us know your thoughts and theories. Send them in. We want to hear from you. We need help. We need to crack this case. Yeah. And thanks for listening and thanks for listening for so long
4: yeah I'm off for <laughs> it. you're still here we're off for a tit sandwich
2: there's definitely a moon I thought <laughs> not there
4: do they do them in vegan
2: <laughs> this is TV worth talking about so we want to hear what you have to say find Shrine Podcasts on
3: Twitter Instagram and Facebook at ShrinePod